Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about radio. Let's get started. Well, how are you doing, Leah? I, I could be better. Like done with the kitchen? Yeah, I could be done with the kitchen. I I, I mean, I understand. We've only been in it for a, a week. We've only just begun. Well, I guess now a week and a half. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm just ready for it to be over. Yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to. Not having a kitchen turns out really difficult to live. <laughs> like I was thinking to myself the other day, like the drain. Just the drain and the garbage disposal, extremely valuable. Why? Because you can't dump any food products in the in the bathroom drains. Right. Because there's a pee trap and there's water. Like, you can't. And this must sound very strange to anybody who's listening not in the United States. Because we essentially have blenders <laughs> in, in the bottoms of right. our, we our sink drains. blenders. Yes. <laughs> that, that go in our sink that you can just chop up all the food. This is this is not something that exists in other countries, like right. by and large. It's not right, right. normalized in the way it is in the United States. Yes, and so I ha- I'm having to live. <laughs> I'm having to live very European, if you will. <laughs> not really, though, because no, in know. the UK, don't they have separate taps for hot and cold? Well, what I've been doing is I've been using a small plastic bin. Yes, and putting it in a much larger bin. I'm just doing my dishes in the small one. <laughs> so that's no, it, it, it's been tough. But uh, so far, you know, I, I think we're we're not too far off. The uh, countertops are going in tomorrow. I think it feels longer because they I mean, they I, I want to say they didn't do anything for two days. But in reality, they didn't do anything for one day waiting for the countertops to come in. Right. Because other things happen. Like we had stucco. Yes. Right. Today was supposed to be countertops, and this was like the first work out. Yeah. real delay. Mm-hmm. Didn't work and, uh, out. Now I'm just going full Karen about it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> absolutely losing your mind over it. <laughs> Actually, I'm very nice to everybody you who works so hard on our are. house. You so. are. You are. We've been feeding them lunch. Yeah, I think that was Gabriel's first time having Jersey Mike's. He was like, that is a delicious sandwich. I'm like, indeed it is. You're indeed, right. The Philly cheesesteak at Jersey Mike's. Is a fantastic sandwich. You're right, sir. You're right. Well, welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. We appreciate you coming out and clicking on that podcast thing, however it is you podcast. We know people find podcasts in new and interesting ways, and we're always surprised with how they go about it. We're going to, we've been changing up the format. We have. Last week was the first uh, official change. So we're basically going right into it, Leah. So are you ready? Leah, would you like to take a test? I forgot the new format. You and, did. And <laughs> in reality, I now have to use two computing devices to make the podcast work. <laughs> I mean, you could use Ham Study on your laptop. What? Okay. <laughs> what say you now? I mean, I guess I could. You might have more capability. I'm on a whole new test. Whole new test. So one this out is of it. 35. This is it. This is the one I'm finally going to pass. This is it. I don't think so. <laughs> new format, new you. I mean, if the new format was any indication last week. <laughs> yeah. Same old me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just getting your feet behind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, 
The first question reads, what is another term for the mixing of two RF signals? Mm. A, heterodyning. B, cancellation. C, phase inverting. Or D, synthesizing. And? It is heterodyning. And that's what I got you it wrong. Oh, you, oh, you looked there at was... me when you said heterodyning. And I thought that was our, like, you know, subtle, like, you got this. Like, you're, you're in the slot. Like, you're coming out. Boy, that was not the case. Uh, somebody, what did you go with? Somebody phase inverting? So, yeah. The way you said somebody phase inverting, said... I was like, oh, she looked at me with heterodyning. That's the right answer. But the way she said phase inverting <laughs> makes me think she's going to go that way. And that was exactly what you did. Somebody on the HRCC podcast Discord channel so kindly provided me a link about heterodyning, yeah. which I obviously did not watch. <laughs> it's it's fascinating. It's a, it's a really fascinating... Um, Tell me more about heterodyning. Uh, it's where there's an internal oscillator, and then there's a mixer that takes the incoming RF and mixes them together into... I can't remember the exact term, but creates a, a new frequency, a, a new waveform, if you will, by those two mixing products. Okay. And the advantage of that, then, is that you can do all sorts of things to that newly created mixed audio if you will right like like what? filtering like doing filtering on it uh digital signal processing etc etc there's all kinds of extra things you can do um to it so, and that's taking two rf signals there's an internal oscillator which creates a signal okay and then there's the incoming signal okay that incoming signal gets mixed with the internal oscillator and it creates a new signal that new signal, then the other parts of the radio can be used against it to change what the end output that you hear, for instance, sounds like. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I should watch this video. <laughs> so the, the interesting thing about this is um, with a heterodyne, this is that whole thing with what's the advantage of a super heterodyne radio over like a Baofeng, which is direct conversion. Mm -hmm. Direct conversion, there is no internal oscillator. There is no mixer. It's going just straight from what it hears to the speaker. The okay. problem with that then is is that when you when you try to do filtering in that case, like to filter out unwanted signals, you have to use a very broad filter set. So you're missing a lot of things. No, no, you're taking in everything. They often just don't do that. They're just like, well, forget that noise. Let's just let them have it straight. Forget that noise, have the noise. Y exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the video that I'm ultimately going to need your help on, you're going to be in the, you know, somewhere with the radio and you're going to transmit like a, you know, a, you talking and I'm just going to have a radio listening to you or a series of radios and I'm going to interfere with it using other radios. So this is what we're doing instead of podcasting. No, this is a video. <laughs> this will be of the video format. Right. So but you're going to take podcast time that would have been here. And put it towards still taking my time. Speaking of <laughs> podcast time, I was insanely productive by not recording on Tuesday. You really had to I prove think, that it was worth losing. I the... didn't. I didn't have to prove anything. I was just me, not not being able to just chill. I was just making the videos with it, which is what I should be doing anyway. I mean, I love the podcast, and I love this you know time we have, this time we share. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I edited a video on Monday, posted it, Okay. shot a video, edited it, posted it Tuesday. Wow. Shot a video, edited it, posted it Wednesday. Wow. 
that just I boom, mean, boom, two boom. of those days have nothing to do with the podcast. Though. No, it absolutely does. Because what happens on Tuesday, right? Uh-huh. I don't do the video. <clears throat> I don't record. Mm-hmm. I don't edit. We do the podcast. Right. We stay up way too late. Mm-hmm. I drink more than you drink just in general. So I go to sleep. Whose fault is that? I'm not blaming anyone <laughs> but me. We go to sleep. I wake up with a lack of sleep, partially hungover sometimes, right? Oh, fun and that next day is just ruined because I'm like trying to catch up on sleep. And then we use Wednesday to catch up on sleep. What do we wake up to? Thursday. More recording. <laughs> right? It, it was fascinating to me. I'm like, this is so obvious. How did we let this go for so long? It, <laughs> it was so crazy. It's like, it's been right in front of me this whole time. <laughs> I, and and I, I felt different. Like Tuesday and Wednesday, I was like, wow, I'm feeling really productive right now. Got a pump I'm, in your step. I'm getting all kinds of things done. This is great. I was planning <laughs> for future videos, oh, like man. next week videos. Like I already have a video for Monday next week. And I've got like... Oh, it's just, it's the best. Wow. It's And wow. I'm not, and I, and I know everybody's like, <laughs> I really like the old, old format. It's like, I did too. I do too. Uh, but I gotta, you know, we gotta have a, a balance, right? I even feel my quality of have making a the video was better. But anyway, I, I'm now I'm cutting into the actual <laughs> format of the show. So continue with question three. Two. Two. <laughs> what? You can't count. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to send you to Kumon. I, yeah, I need it. I need that quick math. <laughs> Today, I'm having Ben practice his multiplication, like, just every day, relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good. Because I went to Kumon, which is to get Ben assessed, mm-hmm. because I'm so concerned about his math performance and his inconsistent scores, that... He takes the assessment. He finishes, get a, gets 100%, Crazy. ends the test early, actually. Like, they say it normally takes, like, 20 to 30 minutes to finish the test. Mm-hmm. I went to go get myself a boba a few doors over, and I got a text while I was waiting for my drinks that Ben was done. That's crazy. And so the guy goes, well, he's not really struggling in math. <laughs> so-, so what is it, Ben? What is the problem? So I've got Ben doing this um, app where it gives you like a high score. You get the most points if you can answer the question correctly and quickly. Mm -hmm. If you pause, you lose a star and you lose the bonus points, right? Mm -hmm. So on my first go, I get like 10,000 points, Mm -hmm. right? Just not not really trying, not really trying to sneak through it. And then I think Ben's high score was like 5,000 something, mm-hmm. right? I make you do it. And you didn't even want to do it. You I didn't, didn't want to do touch it. it. <laughs> and then, I don't want to get anywhere near like, that. And then, and then I was like, no, you have to do it because multiplication's important, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's a game we are playing with Ben because it's so fun. <laughs> so fun. And so <laughs> you barely beat Ben. <laughs> I barely. <laughs> I haven't had to remember multiplication tables forever. In fact, I you don't spent multiply the, in your life. The majority of my time is as as a career was developing code where the math is done in the code. <laughs> the the code doesn't ask me, you know, what's twelve times nine. Mm. I tell the code, go do twelve times nine. And that device, a computer, does the maths. 
I, I, I totally did not. I spaced on a ton of them. I don't even know. Like I, I was, I was, as I was taking it, I'm like, wait, I know this. Why am I not? It, that's, that's how, that's how Ben feels. It's so, it's so seldom used that it was literally <laughs> something I thought I knew well. And then I was like, wait a second. I haven't done this in like ever. And I, okay, let's for, just go for it. And for anybody who's wondering, Kumon is a service that charges you $150 a month to give your children daily worksheets. That's garbage. I, I bought a book of daily worksheets and I will be my own son's tutor. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's, which is going to be really terrible for our relationship. But <laughs> You know what you need when you come home? More homework. <laughs> Leia, you are on question two. Yes. Okay. Which of the following complies with good amateur practice when choosing a frequency on which to initiate a call? Mm. A, follow the voluntary band plan for the operating mode you intend to use. B, identify your station by transmitting your call sign at least three times. <laughs> C, check to see if the channel is assigned to another station. D, all of these choices are correct. Mm. how do you how does one get a channel assignment <laughs> could you imagine the property value on the frequencies <laughs> and the bands has really gone up i'm going with a that is correct i have an nft in my uh frequency <laughs> it's on the metaverse question three which of the following statements is true of single sideband voice mode a, only one sideband is transmitted and the other sideband and carrier are suppressed. B, only one sideband and the carrier are transmitted and the other sideband is suppressed. Mm -hmm. C, only is SSB is the only voice mode that is authorized on 160 meter, 75 meter and 40 meter amateur bands. D, SSB is the only voice mode that is authorized on the 20 meter, 15 meter and 10 meter amateur bands. I selected A, only one sideband is transmitted. The other sideband and carrier are suppressed. You got it. You've seen that question before, so I'm glad. Yeah. Did you remember it? I remembered just... it from the tech. Oh, good. Okay. <clears throat> Very yeah. good. There are some similar questions, mm -hmm. obviously. What is, on oh, this question for, what is a reliable way to determine if the muff is high enough to support skip propagation between your station and a distant location on frequencies between 14 and 30 megahertz. Mm -hmm. A, check the strength of signals in the MF AM broadcast band. B, check the strength of TV signals from Western Europe. Very specific. C, send a series of dots on the band and listen for echoes from your signal. D, listen for signals from the international beacon in the frequency range you plan to use. And I went with D, and that is correct. That's, that was four, right? Wow. That was right. I have a feeling when the muff or luff comes up, you got it. Why? Because you had such a good time, like... Making Not muff jokes? No, but, oh. <laughs> but when I screwed that up and you were explaining it to me, you got it. Like you locked, that is permanently locked into your brain. I think you you have the muff and luff stuff down pretty, pretty good. I don't think so. Okay. Well, take the we'll compliment. See. I only know that one because I know about the international. And no, we were nothing talking else about sense. the beacons yeah. last week. Yeah. Question five. What must be done before using a new digital protocol on the air? A, submit a rulemaking proposal to the FCC describing the codes and methods of the technique. 
B, obtain an experimental license from the FCC. C, type certify equipment to FCC standards. D, publicly document the technical characteristics of the protocol. I chose the wrong one. Oh, but it is seriously? publicly document yeah. the technical characteristics of the protocol. Yeah, it's just a digital mode. As long as it's not encryption, you just have to make it known how anyone could do this on their own. All right. That's pretty. That oh, I I thought you were gonna get that. Oops. Wait. Uh, what I do? I don't know. What'd you do? Oh, never mind. You good? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well. No, nobody panic. Three out of five. That's winning sports. That put me in Kumon for ham radio, though. That you're, <laughs> like, you got to go to Kumon. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what this is. This is a workbook <laughs> that we've been. I've been in my secret plan. I don't do it every day, though. That's true. That Kumon fix is you. twice a week. Oh my god. Well, you could pay me one hundred and fifty dollars uh-huh. a month. Yes, and then I could have you do the practice test twice a week. For that's all hour. it costs for an hour. I, I an hour each time. No, like you got to do as many practice tests as you can in an hour. Okay, but you would proctor it. I guess. You're so paying me, your right? yeah. your time is only worth one hundred fifty dollars twice a month, two hours a week. So eight eight <laughs> eight hours divided by one hundred fifty. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> My time is, is sold. Yeah, I'm gonna take your time, and then I'm gonna start a helpline. <laughs> What do they call that when you when you rent out subletting? Yeah, <laughs> you can <just> sublet. <laughs> I, I have now bought your time. I bought your time for ham radio. That's stuff. right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I have two mentions I need to get out of the way right up front here before we go any further. I have a giveaway this month. You do a big giveaway. Wow, big giveaway. Chameleon F Loop two point mm-hmm. This was given to me by Chameleon, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. just pass it on to a lucky ham. Yeah. Uh, I bought five coffee and ham radio and fed antenna kits. Nice. I'm building one and keeping it Mm -hmm. because I want to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give one away Mm -hmm. on the camp out next weekend. And then I'm going to give three away on the live stream. I will be meeting with Adam at the camp out next weekend. And I'm going to buy a bunch of his stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give that away. All right. And then we have a special, possibly a couple of prizes from another antenna manufacturer that we're going to be giving away too. Yeah, you know what else? We're also going to give away a bunch of ICOM stuff that is from past events. <laughs> uh, we'll probably give everybody who wins something some ICOM swag, but I'm taking a lot of that on the camp out. The swag. Oh, you are? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and give that as much of it as I can out to people. Well, there you go. There's incentive. If you want a Ham Nation shirt mm-hmm. from ICOM. There's no Ham Nation shirt. Yes, sir. No, there isn't. What, what's in don't be the promising thing. don't be okay. doing that. if you want Calm an down. icon ham, t-shirt it was, it was a hamvention swag pack we have the hamvention swag oh packs. hamvention swag packs and then also there's still like i want to say hats lanterns and shirts no, no there's no hats no there's hat- no lanterns okay. take it all back because people will literally ray novak will be messaging me he's like you told me the hats were gone the hats are gone because ha- multiple yeah. people have contacted me about the boonie hats those are gone. Those are the first things gone. Oh, no, that's true, because Ben didn't even get one. Ben, he was ben didn't even very get one. upset. Yeah, he's not happy. Now, the second mention, we're still doing the camp out. Next weekend, November 11th, 12th, and 13th, Thomas... Rain or, rain or shine. Or snow or shine in this case. Oh. It is at Thomas Mountain 
right now. That's the plan. There will be a link in the description to Thomas Mountain. I need you, if you want to go, please join us on the Discord. There is a chat room. Again, link in the description for the Discord. There is a link in the description for that. Please join us on the Discord. There is a Thomas Mountain chat room. And that's where literally Adam is giving the play-by-play on status on, on how things are going. Because if for some reason we can't go to Thomas Mountain, it's totally rained out or it's not accessible, whatever, we're going to divert to a desert location. Also Poda, potentially a Poda and Soda combo. Wow. But it'll be in the desert. Still cold as balls. <laughs> So just keep that in mind. Is there something going on with your undercarriage? (laughs) Well, that's why your balls are outside your body. Isn't it hot as balls? You can't can't be both cold as balls and hot as balls. It depends on the situation, I guess. In this case, on Thomas Mountain next weekend, it's going to be cold. They'll be cold. (laughs) Uh, This is straight up, we're all going to be, you know where it's like, we're all going to meet up and camp? That's what this is. This isn't an organized thing. You bring your own food. You bring your own tent. You need to provide for yourself, stay warm, et cetera, et cetera. That is what this camp out is. It is a straight up, no frills, let's just go hang out, have fun, play radio. I will be bringing the Buddy Hex. I will be bringing an experimental prototype uh, mast from Gigaparts that they let me borrow. I will have the F-Loop 3.0 with the the remote tuner control. Mm-hmm. I will have my GoBox. I will have uh, 705. Of course, I'll have my 705. Probably a bunch of other radios and other equipment, too. So it'll be a lot of fun. Are it you is... taking my car? I, I Yeah, I told you that. I have to take your car. Oh. Yeah. That's not great. I mean, it it is our car. I drove it for... <laughs> I bought it and drove it for years you can have it back. I'm just gonna and buy. Only, a, I'm just gonna buy a minivan while you're gone. <laughs> and only after the crippling realities of Southern California traffic, I had to get something that could get in the carpool lane. That's the only reason. I'd still drive that thing. I would have like modified the heck out of it. There ought to be a tent on that thing if I was still driving it. It's falling apart. So. I know. It's you and the kids really did a number on my poor car. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, those are my mentions. So if you if you want to join us again, consider joining us on the Discord. I will keep my Twitter and my obviously my YouTube channel updated if we do have to change plans from Thomas Mountain to the desert location. So is there no stream? I will try and stream. Try being the optimal word here. Thomas Mountain will likely be easier for me to stream from given signal strength. I'm assuming where um, Adam wants to go is going to be more in the low desert. So we're probably not going to have signal out there is my guess. I will do my best to stream. I will try. If I can't, something fun will likely happen on my channel. So <laughs> I'm going to stream. You're going to stream. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we'll set you up for that. Look at these radios. <laughs> or it's just you holding up radios and going, Who, how much are this? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants Isn't this? Isn't this neat? <laughs> how much How much did Josh pay for this? What's this called? And just a, a running tally yeah. of, all, of how much I've spent. And then it turns into an auction. You start yeah. doing an auction. Okay. Who's got an offer on this one? Who's got an offer? Uh, reminder too for everybody that is interested in getting your amateur radio license we recommend the gordon west ham radio test prep books that we have links in the descriptions for all of this they're all available on amazon yes that is an affiliate link so thank you for clicking on that we also recommend the free fast track to your ham radio license books on audible it's free if you open an audible account 
you can basically read it for a month and then you can just like turn off the audible mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. hey there you go you're good free book free book free audiobook and uh, yeah, so thank you guys for checking that out. Reminder, join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple podcast system for the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Leah, we have four. Wow. Take it back. Three reviews. Uh, Sorry. Oh, a little too. Uh, I'm not sure how, how to respond right now. I just first review, four star review, Leah. Four star. Oh so. no! This is from I am not a bot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. New format review. Oh no! <laughs> Been a listener for a while now. Well, I enjoyed the old six-hour format. I have to say, I'm digging the new streamlined format. Loading the front end with ham radio related content does appeal to me more, but I do miss the hilarity that ensued from you both reading and commenting on all the emails you receive. The only negative I have is the Korean Metro drink jingle might go away. So minus one star for that. <gasps> I'll, pl I'll play it again. <laughs> but, but hey, here's an idea. What about closing out the show with the jingle? If you Ooh. haven't decided, um, if you decide to do that or keep it in some form, I will bump you up one star. That's Alabama Andrew. Alabama Andrew. KQ4APD. Yes, I, I do like that idea. So I will try and remember to play everyone out. You know what? Alabama Andrew has, has already lost so much. I feel as though. <laughs> it's the least we could do is yeah. give him the Korean Metro jingle. Yes. This is from Cujo703, hilarity, chemistry, and a dash of ham radio. Oh. <laughs> Josh and Leah have a great time reading emails and taking the listener on tangential journeys that somehow end up linking back to ham radio most of the time. Leah's infectious laugh combined with Josh's engineering skepticism keeps me listening week after week of the longest podcast I subscribe to. And that's from Chris, KC7OJ. Oh, thank you, Sorry, UJO. All right. This is 007 Bond 4321. <gasps> the and current he, 007 writes. listens? He writes. Amazing. Easy listening for ham radio. I agree with the last view reviewer, Chris. Josh and Leah are easy to listen to and have great chemistry. I don't mind the new condensed two-hour format. Quite frankly... I don't know how they found four plus hours to record each <laughs> And that is from Adam. Thank you so much, so, Adam. Yes, I think I think we generally agree with uh, with everyone's sentiment about the thing that we agreed on. It's not like you're getting less ham radio content, though. It appears you're getting more ham radio content. It it feels like more. Yeah. We've condensed it, if you will. No, I mean outside of the podcast, there's now more ham radio content. So the net positive to ham radio content is significant. Mm. Yes. Mm. I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall ready? fear no Let's man go. or beast. One go. foot after on. the other, for go. I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. 
Welcome to the preparedness corner with Leia. I know that the preparedness corner, we tend to uh, skew towards, you know, this off-grid type of, like, content. Doomsday the... prepper, gotta eat my neighbor's dog. <laughs> Poison the rice and nobody but... can steal it. I just want you to know how much I hate using computers that aren't touch screens. <laughs> That's, uh, this, is, I, this is a peeve of mine. Now that there are these $60 laptops all over the house. <laughs> like I can't. Because the kids have them. Mm-hmm. You have them. And like they're not touch screen. They're $60. They're right. obviously not right. touch screen. It's lucky what it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're all. We all should be thankful. So. When I'm showing the kids something, especially right. uh, the kids do a program called Beast Academy, which teaches yes. logic skills, right? Yes, like yes. math logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I will try to explain something to Edison, and I always reach out to touch my finger to the screen. I'm like, dang it. I, this um, does not work the way I intended. My laptop, though. I succeeded on this laptop that I bought Leia. Yes, I love this laptop I, very much. He's never seen me use a laptop so consistently. I, no, no, you've always used a laptop consistently, but I've always hated the laptop she had. <laughs> there are always some crazy laptop your dad bought you. The only requirement Leia has, okay, everybody, it has to have a 10 key. So it's yes. going to be a bigger laptop, yeah. just in general. So these things you had, these, monstro- these monsters of laptops, <laughs> just huge. So I'm like, I know the solution. It's always been in front of me. It's a ThinkPad. So I got you a Lenovo ThinkPad, 10 key, touchscreen. I kind of, we, we we did spend a decent amount of money on it. I bought this like last year or sometime though, right? It's been over a year. It's been over a yeah. year. But it, this has been like, you, you've you been killing it with this I lo- thing. I love this. It does all the things. It has <clears throat> every input method possible yes. there's like a nub well, and then there's a, a touch pad the thing pad has to have the the and then there's the, the, the touch screen it's right like, how can you not navigate yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah if you can't navigate that's on you <laughs> we've given you all the ways assuming you're like fully capable i appreciate it if you're, you're i by you i mean me yes you. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i appreciate your thanks I love it when people find my responses useful and helpful. What? What was that? <laughs> that that's the, what was that? That's the uh, that's the home. The Google Home. You don't talk to Why it. Why was it? It's gonna respond to you. Turn it again. off. Oh my god. Okay. It's always on. It's less. It's less responsive than Alexa. I don't know why. It it nailed that one. Now. All right. Go ahead. So. I decided this week we're actually going to look at a very interesting topic. Oh, every on, week it's interesting. On Amazon. Oh, okay. Amazon will give you a bestsellers list in each category. Okay. So you can kind of get an idea of what people are buying mm-hmm. in each category. I'm, I'm assuming it's very useful for sellers. But, for instance, if you are interested in snacks and mm-hmm. you want to know what's a really popular snack, maybe you didn't know about. Oh yeah. But now, do, are you a are you a bestseller person or average customer review person? Mm-hmm. I always sort by customer reviews. I don't do bestsellers. 
No, because I know how the game the game is played in terms of reviews. Like when they create new listings? Or they convert old listings for a product that is not actually what oh, was that's reviewed. True. Yeah, they do that. That's true. Okay. Or they buy reviews through right. giving away the product in private groups and things like that. So we're going to talk about bestsellers and home emergency kits and supplies. Oh, no. Okay. And I want you to guess what number one is. Just right off the bat. <laughs> what do you think number one is? It's, it's probably one of those bricks of food rations. Number one, three, and six, all ponchos. <laughs> They're all <laughs> disposable rain ponchos. Okay. Okay. That's yes. emergency preparedness? It's uh, bestsellers in home emergency kits and supplies. So it covers... I gotta say... Poncho's pretty low on my list in an emergency situation. I mean, we, we're not in a place where it rains very often, but I also don't wear a poncho at home. So that's... <laughs> Coming from a family that is uh, not... We're not poncho people. Yeah. You bought me a poncho. <laughs> I did. And you, I, I, I like it. Okay. So... <laughs> so... I have an alpaca poncho. Number two... Mm-hmm. Is ReadyWise emergency food supply? I, I knew food had to be in there. So the bucket, right? The, the, yeah, the it's like bucket it's, of food. It's like fifty-five dollars. I have to tell you guys though, and we talked about this. We tried almost every brand. ReadyWise is not great. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, Mountain House, Mountain is House. world ahead. Uh, again, I will say it. If you if you want a good dehydrated meal dehydrated meal ask a backpacker Mm -hmm. because they're the people that are like subsisting on it they're actually using it it's not an emergency food it's a i got a hike right right Mm -hmm. and i don't want a lot of weight food right anything at rei that's a backpacker's food is generally going to be pretty good in fact, I went to REI today and I picked up four. I thought you were against REI. REI did something and you were like, I'm not shopping at REI anymore. Um, it was a... I think it was an anti... It was like an anti-hunter thing. Oh, I thought it was an anti-Second Amendment thing. Because they're they're closely affiliated with the Sierra Club and the Sierra Club is like pretty bad. They, they have a long lineage of, of, of bad issues. There was something that happened though that somewhat even the score a little bit in what they did because i think they had some kind of political funding where they kind of played both sides kind of thing how does that even the score well that's like where a company like will will give money to both the democrats and the republicans it's like can they just what give are we money doing? to no one right yeah can is we that just something not, we can do can we just not yeah 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 exactly like um, instead of funding both sides how about we fund no one and let the candidates just duke it out yeah, in the exactly. parking lot yeah just send as many mailers as they possibly can. I am done with mailers. Did something change in the law that they're now sending mailers? No, they just, uh, the current congressional race for our district, there is so much money in this game. They have received so much money, From which who? I think is really ironic because mm-hmm. one of the people who is sending a ton of mailers, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call them out by name because I actually don't have a strong opinion well, I know who I'm voting for, but I I don't feel strongly enough one way or another to okay. to skew anybody's vote on this right, topic. Right. But one of the candidates who's sending out a ton of mailers was going to try to charge 
$25 per sign, for, per lawn sign, something that people can like try as hard as they can to give away for free if you will just give them your Wait, lawn space. he was going to charge people $25 to put up their, his sign? To buy his sign to put on their lawn. What a moron. I know. I know. That is grade A stupid. That 100%. is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And his reasoning was if they want to support the campaign, they'll give the money. And it's like, that's not how any of this works. I mean, uh, now I'm torn because, like, we sell stickers. <laughs> we, we You're sell not stickers. running for an office I, I so that know. you can be paid and oh, rule over peons or right, something Right, right, right. Like I'm that. not trying to like, rule over everyone, anyone. That That is true. Very good point, Leah. Um, anyway, okay. So, um... What, what were you talking about? How did we get here? Uh, we were talking about REI. Oh, okay. Anyway, I got some REI meals, four of them to be exact. Mm -hmm. So I will be eating them likely next weekend along with other things. But um, just FYI. Did you try one before? No, these are all new ones that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. What brands? Hope it's not ready wise. <laughs> no, it's not. It, I have one back backpackers pantry, and then a couple of new ones, new brands actually to me. So I'm excited to try them. So anyway. I want to I want to see people come up with like actually really good reconstituted meals mm -hmm. that are Asian. You know. Yeah, the, it's it's like white people Asian food. Here's the thing. It's not. If you don't know about this already, mm -hmm. you need to get on this because nobody does dehydrated food better than Asians. Okay. We have dedicated aisles to ramen and congee and all manner of stuff that you just add hot water to and have a delicious meal that people don't use to go backpacking. They just eat it in their everyday lives. I mean, okay. ramen's not good for you, though, generally. Oh, and all of this other stuff is great? Shut up. It's sustenance. It's just calories. Oh, I, I, know, yeah. I know. Yeah. In that sense, that's true. But um, anyway. Okay. Would you like to take some cup of noodle bulldog challenge noodles? Do they have actual cup I of have noodle? them in my car right now. I have one in the black and one in the two times challenge red. I should almost like... Maybe that no, I can't do that. We don't have enough of them. I was gonna say if the winner of the the antenna contest would be the person who could like eat a whole one of those things. You will hurt some people. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> On a mountain with no bathrooms. Oh no! Don't do that. Okay. But going. I'm gonna say mm. if you want to get in on some delicious dehydrated food, Asian market, just oh, go yeah. straight to the dehydrated aisle. It's everyday delicious, not everyday not delicious. on the trail, no choice delicious. <laughs> right, right. And it's much cheaper. A lot of the dehydrated meals are very expensive. We're right. talking like $8. Yeah. That's a lot. You can have some like cheesy, spicy noodles on the trail. <laughs> so, um, the so cheesy, like, spicy noodles are probably my favorite. The, yeah. the bulldog, the bulldog cheese, cheese is mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, it's oh. excellent. Korea, those are Korean noodles, by the way, everybody that's listening. Mm -hmm. Leia, mm -hmm. keep going. All right. Continue down this rabbit hole. Number four is another emergency uh, meal pack. That's This one's from Ready Hour. Also. Not good. Terrible. I think Ready Hour was probably our least favorite, actually. Yeah. Just, it's the black packaging, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that people 
are thinking to themselves, well, I'm never actually going to have to eat this. I just need this pail to make me feel like that I'm legit. ready. That is legit. That is legit what people are doing. It is It is literally cashing in on like FOMO. Don't, don't do this to yourself. Fear of missing out of food. <laughs> uh, number five is a water bob. This is something that many oh, yeah. people recommend. Oh, yeah. it's, that's, a, that's a good recommendation. Do you want to describe what that is for people that don't know? It is a bathtub storage emergency drinking water container comes with hand pump. Disaster and hurricane survival BPA free. That's the, it is a water bladder yeah. that is the size of your bathtub. And so when there's an emergency, you break out the water bob, you fill it full. That keeps it, you know, it's it's literally a container, so it's not going to be contaminated. Yes. And it's got a pump, and you can use yeah. that to drink the water. Number seven is Augustin Farms Lunch and Dinner Variety Pail. This is also emergency food. I haven't had Augustin Farms. I haven't either. I, I will, know. I will we, not say anything. I We have their pancake mix because they actually go on sale very often mm-hmm. um, on Amazon for, like, Prime Day stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... They also, at one point, had a pail that was at either Costco or Sam's Club. Okay. So. I'm going to go ahead and say that just because you may do good pancake batter. Sure. That doesn't make your dehydrated meals good. Right. This, pancake batter This looks like they've got scrambled eggs or something. Yeah, yet. but powdered eggs is nasty. Nobody yeah. likes that. Hey, in a pinch, though. Powdered eggs is something we should get, actually, for our preps if it has a long shelf life. Yeah. There's just so much you can do with it, you know? Uh okay. I'll let you I'll let you simmer on that one. Yeah. Number eight is empty white sandbags with ties. That okay. For hurricanes, flooding, sure. things like yeah. that. That's a that's a good one. Uh there are a couple more ready hour. Apparently ready hour makes a whey milk and a burger mix. And it's okay. a black bean burger mix. Uh both are fairly highly rated surprisingly interesting yeah see like milk is not like dehydrated milk is not on my list yeah that's not good that's not good milk unless you could turn it into cheese somehow i don't know sos rations emergency 3600 calorie food bar the brick right cinnamon and coconut cinnamon and coconut is number one yes and uh, (laughs) Which which uh, which ranking is that? Which number? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, I didn't even make the top ten. Well, but keep in mind that a lot of this is ponchos. <laughs> like... Oh right, I have a poncho <laughs> offset. I've got to work yeah. around. So I did make the top ten. If you take the top four ponchos off yeah. the top, that's true. Uh, I do not like the cinnamon flavored ones. The peanut, the peanut. It's not peanut butter. It's peanut, and it's got a salty, slightly sweet taste. It's actually. Good. Does it take, taste like De La Rosa? No, no. You know what I'm talking about? The De La Rosa yeah, yeah, is the, the, the yeah. That's marzipan though. That's is almond. it? Mar- no, I thought that that was peanut. Is it with? Maybe you're right. I'm you not know, sure you know, if they made a Mexican version of Squid Games, <laughs> it would be opening the De La Rosa without, without breaking, breaking it. it. <laughs> Everybody who's Mexican that listens to this podcast is like, dude, it's probably a joke somebody's made. I probably ripped off some. I probably ripped <laughs> off some culturally appropriated. Culturally appropriated someone's somebody joke. else's joke. Oh no. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So number 14, and I'm skipping over ponchos here. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) still many ponchos. You're skipping ponchos. Yeah. Oh, there's like interspersed. Yes. (laughs) Who needs any ponchos? Apparently, a lot of people need ponchos. You know, I feel bad laughing about this. No, I am sure people need ponchos. They're important, but like it's not. So FYI, it's not in the 10 essentials. A poncho Mm -hmm. is not a part of the 10 essentials. There are shelter is a part of the 10 essentials. And they do make ponchos that actually have uh, gusset hole lines or guy lines. These are all disposable emergency rain ponchos. No, they make ponchos that can actually be used as a shelter. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Legit. That's yeah. legit. I have one. But, you, you know, that's probably not here. Yeah. Number 14 is blue can 50 year shelf life water. Okay. Is wouldn't all cans have a 50 year shelf life? Like like liquid death because it's canned. Wouldn't that be 50 years good? I don't know because I don't think the aluminum can like drinking can seal is as secure as a bottle a uh, can opener seal i don't know i don't know i don't know okay let's go with yes uh 16 is fire blanket it's a fire suppression blanket it's this is something i don't think we have no fire blankets are good they're legit yeah i mean maybe we should get one of these it's only nine dollars so um get get one of those i mean if you think about it a fire blanket is a lot easier to kind of throw over like a a pot like an oil Mm -hmm. fire Mm -hmm. than douse your whole house with abc fire extinguisher yeah i'm gonna buy this right now i think okay add it to the cart yeah (laughs) the first uh preparedness corner that cost us money (laughs) a survival tabs eight day food supply in 96 tabs survival tabs is a gimmick don't you buy those no no, this goes way back before the Ham Radio Crash Course when I was doing more like prepper videos. Mm-hmm. Someone at, at Survival Tabs reached out to me. Oh, did you know you could subscribe and save a fire blanket? I just want to say. <laughs> I keep getting all these fires. <laughs> uh, they suggest one a month, most common. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I got to talk about survival tabs. They sent me uh, a big box of survival tabs and a couple of the little pouches that you could carry. Okay. Right? So survival tabs is almost like a diet regimen that you have to go on. What? Yeah. Go watch. I did a video on this. I was going to do survival tabs for like 48 hours of just living off of survival tabs and then what happened did you die i had to stop i started getting (laughs) like super dizzy it was not good and i'm i'm a fairly you know resistant person to a lot of that yeah you've done intermittent fasting yeah i don't have a problem with that but the survive so basically the, the core concept of the survival tab is that you're eating one of these like consistently throughout the day okay and it's kind of like living off of vitamins and then like filler Okay. You're still not getting anywhere close to the appropriate amount of nutrients, though. You're saying this is a diet plan? No, it's not. But to use them effectively, the way that you use them is by... In an emergency. In an emergency is that you eat one every couple of hours. Okay. And then, like, then you wait till the next couple of hours. But it made you dizzy. 
like dizzier than not eating food. I think I probably would have been better off if my body just went into no food Mm -hmm. fasting than this constant and just ridiculous kind of hunger cycle that I was on. But it appears that it comes in four flavors, vanilla, caramel, chocolate, and strawberry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I... What a variety. And and in survival, I had the caramel. Okay. And in the survival situation, believe it or not, the caramel ones are, are not bad. They, they tasted pretty good. Okay. Uh, but you, you can literally, I think that video is still live. The About the survival tabs? On my channel. Yeah. You made it even though you were dizzy, huh? I Was did. Was it like a vlog style? You were like, hour one, survival tabs. Hour two. I did. It was, it I was when I was vlogging. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> can a man survive? It's 240 calories a day. That's the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean. That is not enough for we an were, emergency situation. We were, uh, you know, living together. We were mm-hmm. married when I did this. This is not a good, like, this is not good. Like, this was not good. It what, was. What did, why does us living together have to do with it? Well, I don't know how you don't remember me doing this. I remember seeing the survival tabs. When I did this. It was apparently back when I, when we did this. I'll link it. Was I pregnant at the time or had a newborn, maybe? 2016? Yes. That's when, yes. Isn't that amazing? Like, (laughs) you're going through the the trials and tribulations of of raising and and supporting a newborn. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a jackass and eat 240 calories a day (laughs) and video myself while doing it. Doesn't that sound fun? I'm going to totally be a functioning human for the next 48 hours. Uh, It's not good. Why, I wonder why it made you dizzy. Strange. All right. It was just this, con- I was constantly hungry. I was constantly hungry. Like, I can go without eating for a long time. Yeah. Right? All humans can. But it was, like, just constant. I think, I don't even know if I made it, I think I made it through the first day. I'm going to have to go back and watch my own video. All right, I'm going to wrap this up with the the last uh, few items. Okay. One's an Aquapod Kit 2. It is uh, a water storage container that holds 65 gallons of water, which is basically another version of the water bob that's $30. How much is the water bob? The water bob is $35. So, mm. yeah. Uh, Ready America has a 72-hour emergency kit for two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, with first aid, survival blankets, portable preparedness stuff, mask, gloves. Uh, I'm assuming some kind of food ration. Can't can't tell. Uh, then number twenty five finally is MREs. Number it's one. One case of ten MREs for forty eight dollars. Ten MREs for forty eight dollars. That's not bad. MREs have come up a lot in cost, though. Like a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. And the last one I'm going to mention is uh, Detrex Emergency Water Pouch. Oh, wait. I take that back. I got to tell you one more thing. Mm-hmm. Quick Dam. It's, oh, that's legit. It's a flood barrier. That's a. It's like a plastic uh, like U or mm-hmm. V, right? Mm-hmm. There's a video of those Quick Dams. Those are really cool. It uses the water to like hold down. The front, the, right. the plastic goes down, mm-hmm. and the water rushing holds it down, 
mm-hmm. against the water that's diverting. It's really cool. There's, the video is really nice. interesting. You can use it to divert water. I don't know if you can make it into a dam. I guess you can, but... Oh, also, there's an emergency gas shutoff wrench for earthquakes. That's legit. Yeah. Or just if you lived in a trailer park. Yeah, so there you go. Gas shutoff wrench is really important. All right. All right. It's more, it's just more bags and ponchos from here, it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And now we enter the poncho wasteland (laughs) of preparedness items. What, (laughs) what's my 10 essentials? 10 emergency ponchos. (laughs) (laughs) The only way. The only way to survive. So the show topic. All right. Today so today's is discussion point. Today is go on to the show. Right. The, show topic today is. The, the topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. Ah, uh, yes. Interestingly enough, we already talked a little bit about the show topic. We were talking about Leia's laptop. Ooh. The show topic today is the problem with radio laptops, or ham radio laptops, or. Really, a laptop you're using in conjunction with your ham radio. I want to be very specific starting this out. I'm not talking about a laptop that is a computer that is in your shack at home. That does not have the same level of requirements that you would put against it. If it's just a computer in your home, a laptop is a computer. Uh, It's just on your shack, you know, fine. No big deal. Any computer is probably good enough for your ham radio in that case. However... If you're thinking about taking a laptop into the field to do amateur radio type things with, this is an area that I am very passionate about. I'm seldom happy, and I've tried a lot of laptops and different devices to try and kind of meet my goals that I have. Mm -hmm. And uh, there really aren't uh, many great options. And what happens, much like antennas, you end up just compromising and going with Eh, it's fine. It's good enough. It it kind of gets us where we're going, and we're just going to move on at this point. Lots of compromise. It's true, and, and we're going to talk about that. So obviously, one of the big considerations that people have when they think of a laptop to take out in the field is, well, is it rugged? Is it rugged enough to be out in the field? That's Is it a tough book? It's Is it a tough book? Mm-hmm. Is it a tough book? And I have a tough book, and I've used tough books, and I generally like tough books. And I'm going to mention tough books later as we get through this because it, it, it scratches a lot of the itches. The problem with the tough books is generally twofold. Either cost, if you get one of the newer ones, which we kind of can backseat that because a new any computer, a new any laptop is not really needed for ham radio. You don't really need anything powerful or new what do you need well we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that the problem that the tough books have is that their power is kind of problematic powering laptops all laptops have this issue where you gotta power them and when you're in the field being able to power your laptop becomes kind of problematic i have stumbled upon, thanks to, I think it was Dawn, N5SKT, it was an after chat, and everybody was like, hey, should you hear about this $60 laptop? And I bought it on a whim, like, it's a $60 laptop, check this out. But then I found out that it's 12-volt rechargeable. Well, now, hey, now, you got something there. 12-volt rechargeable opens so many doors, because now, when you're in the field, 
power isn't something you worry about like your electric car battery dying uh, and you're on your last 10 miles. It is literally something where you can set up a solar panel, have your charge controller, and you're now feeding your radio and your laptop. Charging is a big deal, a huge deal. There are a couple of ways to power laptops in the field. One, have one that is uh, 12 volt capable, just straight out. Mm -hmm. Have some kind of converter system that you can step up or step down the power appropriately okay. uh, off of a solar system. Or you can have a laptop that will charge off of some amount, trickle charge is what I would call it more than anything, off of a charge controller that has a USB port. Okay. There are a couple of devices like... I believe the Microsoft Surface Go, and I could be totally wrong on this, the Go specifically, will charge off of a USB-C port off of a charge controller running three and a half amps, I think. I'm going totally off the head here. So power, big issue. Th that's my biggest issue with, with laptops generally. That's why you see me with that, with that stupid $60 laptop is because it's a 12-volt rechargeable laptop. Mm. Worst case scenario, I can always get it back online, whether I'm running it off of the car 12-volt system or I'm running it off of the solar 12-volt system. It's, it, just, it just works. It works totally fine in that case. There are multiple laptops that will take 12 volts. Okay. It's kind of difficult to find, though. Googling a laptop that takes 12 volts, you'll get a couple of hits, but you're not going to get, like, the full breadth of information. Right. And when you go into, like, a Walmart, which, oddly enough, is how Dave Canterbury found one, he bought just an HP off the shelf for a couple of hundred bucks that had Windows, and he's like, this dang thing has 12-volt charge. Huh. And I'm like, what's the model? HP what? Uh, so they exist. You just kind of have to figure out which ones do it. And there's no way, really way to like Google right. all the companies that make 12-volt laptops. It doesn't really – it's not – It's it, not a search term or it, it's not a really search something, criteria. Right, it's not really something people care about, right? They're going to go get a Jackery and they're going to plug their charger into it. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to have something that like will do like an inverter that will take an AC plug. And then that obviously takes us to the next point is that you can always get an inverter. And we, we talked about step up, step down, or uh, a DC to AC transformer, a converter, inverter, whatever, uh, that will take you back into AC for clicking the chart, plugging the charger in, which then itself is also an AC to DC inverter or, or transformer to get it back into DC, which is just mind boggling to me. You're literally going from DC to AC back to dc and then into your computer drives me nuts but anyway the next thing to consider is the input and output capabilities of your laptop your laptop here that we that your your thinkpad has a ton of usb ports and so all kinds ports. of other things going on my uh apple laptop has three usb-c ports usb-c specifically Right. Sure. So now if I want to plug into most amateur radio, they're all USB type A's generally. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to have an adapter, converter, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Older laptops, though, no big deal. You plug up cable in, you're generally fine. There is one caveat. We're now just kind of getting into the world where people have come on board with the one cable solution. One USB cable that will give you audio and cat control, which is computer-assisted uh, terminal 
I believe. And basically, it allows you to change the frequency of your radio, PTT the radio if you need to, full computer control. Basically, let your computer take over control of the radio. And oh, also so that was audio. not something that existed prior. It did, but it was always two cables. Mm. One USB cable was the audio, and the other was the radio control, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of computers out there that actually don't have two USB ports anymore. A very popular portable computing device is, as I already mentioned it, the Microsoft Surface Go. The Microsoft Surface Go only has one USB-C port. That's all it has in the port system. Wow. So you're either going to use that port to charge the unit or have a hub, a dumb hub of some kind that you can plug a charging cable into it and charge from that hub and then have USB-A ports that go to the radio. Um, Or you have to get yourself a radio that is wireless, which is the ICOM IC705. That's the only radio that's really doing wireless connection through a laptop's wireless LAN card. The problem with that is once you go down the road of wireless LAN, then your laptop is no longer connected to Wi-Fi of any kind. All right, so that brings me to one of my often overlooked features of laptops. And it's actually something that you really only get in more expensive laptops or laptops like the Toughbook that are designed for this, which is screen brightness. Oh. The problem that happens with laptops, if you're in a if you're like at a picnic table with a nice tree, you have good shade, everything's fine or a pavilion, whatever, all's great. If you're like doing a soda activation or you're at a park where there's not really good shade, then screen brightness becomes a major hindrance of a laptop. There is no problem with tough books. Their brightness is through the roof. Uh you know, because tough books goes in cop cars, right? And they're going to have the brightness cranked all the time. Right. Because they're going to be able to see it without any issue. There are so many cheap laptops out there that have garbage screen brightness, like the $60 laptop. Yes. Horrible, horrible screen brightness. So that is always what kind of is the compromise of a lot of these laptops, is you get something that works okay, but then you start dealing with it, and you're like, oh, the brightness is is just horrible. Again, the Surface the Surface Go is not very bright. You're throwing a lot of shade at the Surface I, Go. I, I bought it and I I'm not I'm not very happy with it. I I spent some time with it and I just Where is it now? It's in my office. What? Yeah. I I'm I'm hoping I end up selling it cuz I just like I don't I don't I don't get I don't, I'm not using it, which is the problem, but the concept of like selling what ended up probably being close to like $700 for this device and replacing it with a $60 device is so crazy to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, it's crazy to think that way. And then there... It is crazy, Josh. It is really... It is. It is. Crazy. And then there's the portability aspect. At the end of the day, a nice, you know, sub 13 inch, 13 inch is probably the upper size of a laptop you'd want to take portable. It's okay. It's actually easy to carry. Oftentimes, backpacks have like a water bladder insert. You can slide your laptop into that if you don't like water bladders. I hate water bladders. Or you can fit them into most places. There are laptops, and I've reviewed them, the GPD Pocket 2, super tiny. It's the tiniest laptop I own. Powers off of USB-C. Is that the one that's in the tactical trash can? Yeah, it's the super tiny one. That works 
actually very, very well for amateur radio because it has two USB ports, two USB-A ports and a USB-C port. That thing was 500 something dollars when I bought it and I bought it used off of eBay. They go for $700 plus now for this super tiny laptop. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not a great situation because again, low screen brightness, they're kind of these weird, um, hodgepodgey laptops that come out of China. So you kind of don't know what the firmware situation is going to be like, but GPD has been around for a while. That's the ultra portable side to the point of it being like almost not usable, but just a regular laptop, pretty portable enough. The big ones though will generally cause you problems. So keep portability in mind. And then last but not least is convenience. A simple Windows laptop is oftentimes the most convenient thing that you can have. They work, you know, just fine. Just consider all the things I've already talked about in regards to which laptop or whatever thing you're thinking about in, in consideration of how convenient it is to actually use, how easy is it to use the software, how easy is it to set up, how easy is it to make it run and run for potentially hours on end without the battery dying. So if you're going to get down this road, you likely all have a laptop of some kind. Just think about how you can make it the most convenient way possible and keep it going and running as long as you possibly can. So there it is. There's the show topic. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. It is time. It is time. The last segment of the podcast. The thank email you, Josh, for that correspondence. Topic. Well, thank you. And for exposing you spending money on things that you didn't need to spend. I had to try it. <laughs> Laptops are just like, you know, just like radios. It's a very personal decision you make. Hmm. When you decide to buy a laptop, you really got to try it out. That's why you buy five of them. What? And then... <laughs> And you find the one you like, and then you get rid of the other ones, right? That's the that's the game. That's how you... The getting rid of is something that you have a real problem with. What? No, I don't. It's on my list. I get to figure out what to do with that Surface Go. Maybe I'll give it away. Maybe. Maybe give away. Because you can't get those anymore. They're like the uber sought after computing device because they only have like the newer, faster ones, which are all like over $1,000. I don't know how the Surface concept took off. I don't get it. What what's it the problem with the laptop? What's the problem with the laptop? It's it's still a laptop when you put the keyboard on it, but it's this flappy little keyboard thing. You can't it's put smaller. It, you can't put it on your lap. It doesn't lap anymore. It's it has a smaller a form factor and it's a tablet. But it's got a kick it it's not that small. It's not that small. I'll, I'll we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> it's not that small. Anyway, welcome to the email correspondence tower. This is where we answer your emails. You can send us an email at Leah at hamtactical.com. We love to hear your stories on ham radio, your journey with ham radio, if you will, your ham radio questions, comment on previous podcasts. 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 That's how Edison talks. Pod- I know. <laughs> Shout out to Edison. <laughs> Uh, any ideas for the preparedness corner and if you send us a merch idea and we have lots of merch now over testes. at, <laughs> at hamtactical.com if we like your idea and we make a merch from it we will send you one for free 
But before we get to the tower and start ascending those stairs, there's two stops we have to make. The first is the physical, physical mail. It's the shipping and receiving. And rece the shipping and receiving of physical yeah. mail. Yes. So we have a couple of things here. I will hand lay a QSL card I got from KB9RUG. KB9RUG. Nice K-RUG. K-RUG. Oh. I got a letter here from Ivan. So outdoorsy in Illinois. I like it. Yeah. I got an email. or Not an email. I got a physical mail. A physical mail. Written on paper with a fountain pen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful, indeed. And let's see. Ivan writes, good evening, Josh and Leah. I hope this letter finds you well. I'm writing it in uh, diamine ash ink with the pen that once belonged to my father. It used to sit in the pen. It used to sit in the pen cap on the table at which I am now sitting. Oh, that is so nice. And then after he gave it to me, it spent most of the time in my table drawer because I was afraid <laughs> of losing it. I've lost a lot of pens over the years since I got into this particular um, hobby, except it wasn't a hobby for me then. I discovered my first, um, oh, I'm sorry. I discovered my first fountain pen, a beat up janky pelican with a translucent green cage and the most basic steel nib in third grade. Yeah, steel nibs are, they can be a little scratchy. It's what, um, it weigh. Does, is it not like that anymore? What's that? They're not like scratchy anymore? Uh, steel nibs are, can still be scratchy. There you, are other nibs that are not scratchy? Yeah, gold. Oh. Yeah, like the, the tip is gold. Gotta be so fancy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I had to use a stick to fish it out. Oh, he lost it behind the cabinet. Sorry, I skipped that. At first, it uh, attracted me by simply being unusual. But as soon as I tried it in action my mind was blown unlike the usual disposable ballpoints the fountain pen required no pressure at all to write that is true it's a much more floaty type of writing very inky from that point on i was hooked the nib was incredibly leaky my hands were covered with ink stains <laughs> but the f the effect the effort uh, required to write with so much less that nothing would stop me from using this new writing instrument. Eventually, I lost that pen. <laughs> I immediately bought another out of my uh, pocket money. I was in the fifth grade by then. Through school and university, I've gone through maybe 10 or so pens. Some I lost, others I broke by dropping them nib first. That's pretty much the oh, end no. for a lot of pens um, on the floor. At some point, I discovered that I could re—I could refill spent cartridges from a ink bottle, and that bottled ink was way cheaper. That is very true. I've never used cartridges. I only recommend using converters or um, large ink tank or using what's called ink dropper type setups for uh, for pens. Uh, became skilled at adjusting the ink from a. Uh, from a in a nib while I'm, I'm well yes you wrote in fountain pen <laughs> and it's very nice there are some words that i'm not getting completely uh 
it's like nothing but my fingers and the edge of a page. Oh, that's when you when he's he's talking about when writing. I know they sell special kits for that, and I highly recommend picking one up and learning how to use it. So now I got to go back. I think I messed up what he said, but a well-adjusted nib leaves a huge makes a huge difference. Oh, he's talking about adjusting the nib. You know how do you I mean? adjust a nib? I don't know. I've never done that. I just bought different nibs and swapped them. You can nibs swap them out. Nibs mean something very different in Greek life. <laughs> I don't know what it is in Greek life, so. It's a newly initiated brother. Nibs. You know what a nib is in a fountain pen? It's a little thing at the bottom. It's tip. the metal tip. Yeah. yeah. To sum up, for me, a fountain pen has always first and forever a writing instrument, and only now I'm starting to view um pens as a hobby all right i um too love fountain pens it looks like he changed ink too uh he i want to see the i'm gonna give you the first first. yeah Yeah. i'm finishing the letter with a different pen ah okay that's it a pilot capless that i recently bought it seems that my new situation helped me overcome my fear of using expensive pens i have been using a pilot vanishing point for um the last year and i am really liking it it is a push button fountain pen i know and do you know how i know how do you know because when i go into your office to try to write something that's the black everything pen. i feel like nothing i pick up is just a ballpoint pen i just need something to write with no that black pen is a fountain pen <laughs> i it that the the vanishing point has a gold nib oh it writes very nice. And I have a very nice blue ink in it right now. I'm very happy about it. I've always wanted to own a capless and now almost two months after the passing of my father, oh, I decided to pull the trigger on one. So good for you. You, you deserve it. I'm sorry it. for your loss. Yep. I want to dedicate this letter to his memory. Well, that you did it. He's always been fond of um, old tech Technology loved good tools and strive to get to the heart of all things, especially their internal workings. Sounds like a ham. He was a brilliant engineer, teacher, and pilot. Wow. And of course, he was the best dad ever. I guess it is now my turn to carry that torch. 88s, my dearest, and may you find peace, joy, and freedom wherever you are. 73 F C V A S D E r2azrsk p.s josh check out our mechanical head pens you'll love it okay oh mechanical lead pens well this letter has made me Reddit. really want to pick up a fountain pen will you just go grab one for me from your collection i have so many so that i may try one i have so many fountain pens <laughs> uh, not so many. I take that back. I don't have a lot. I have a lot of inexpensive pens, and I have mm. two. Oh, wow, there's two a decent. lot at shipping and receiving. So wow. we got um, this. Well, thank you so much for that beautifully written letter. So I haven't opened this because I, I know what's in it. But Josh and Leah, I'm glad you two liked my photos enough to want prints. Well, <gasps> here you are. Oh my gosh. 
Getting these printed gave me the opportunity to test out various print settings from my local print shop I use, as I plan on submitting one of these into a photo contest later this year. You absolutely should. Your photos yes. are so good. I had printed one of the vibrant yellow trees, but it came out a bit overexposed, and I wasn't pleased with the results. Josh, to answer your question, I shoot with a Fujifilm X-T30 body. The horizontal shot was captured using a Fuji Iron XF 18 to 55 millimeter. I think that's a 2.8 to 4 lens, I'm guessing. And the vertical shot was captured using an adapted Nikon Nikkor 50 millimeter 1.4 AI lens. 50 millimeter AI is 50 millimeter 1.4s. That's probably pretty fun. The Nikon glass is over 50 years old and fully manual, but if wow. I could only shoot with one lens the rest of my life, it would be this 50 one. millimeter is my favorite. 50 millimeter prime with a good uh, fast aperture like that, 1.4 is really nice. It should be noted that the horizontal shot, the one of the bridge, required me to put on waders to get into the water. Totally worth it. The second shot was taken from the bridge, looking further upstream. I'm still undecided as to which I will submit to the contest. I did capture a few exposures on the medium format TLR. Medium format's really cool too. But those scans aren't back from the lab yet. These we'll have to do for now. Thanks for what you do. For, thanks for what you to do. 73 from your longtime friend of the show. This is Charlie Beerworth, KI5KBN. Charlie is so talented. I mean, truly. So it, he did. He did write. P.S. I hope and and he wrote it a little bit smaller. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it a little bit down. I hope I didn't come off as self-absorbed when I sign off with longtime friend of the show. Definitely a longtime friend of the show. No. Yeah, of course you are. Leia once Leia once called me that after reading one of my emails in the in Lake I'm sorry, you got so small. Oh, late 2020, early 2021. <laughs> so I feel like that was permission to keep using it. it you should was. absolutely keep using it. it. Totally Charlie was. is definitely. All right, so Leia's waiting to see these. I will crack these open right now. I love Charlie's like passion for photography, though. Oh, yeah. And I do feel bad I still haven't used the disposable camera or the. I think we let the kids use it. No, I think that absolutely no? not. No, 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 we can get them disposable cameras too, but I do want to go to a, a dark room and do the developing and everything. So, okay, <gasps> Charlie, that's fantastic. I understand podcasts are not a visual medium, yeah. We'll but have to the fogginess, we'll have to take pictures of these pictures and post <laughs> them on the Discord. Ham Radio Crash Course podcast uh, live or chat room if you want. I mean, I think we posted the originals already. Oh, we did. Yeah. Ooh, wow! God, it looks like a painting. It's it looks like it an... is amazing. Oh, that bridge is just fantastic, Charlie. God, that's just the. This one, it the the prints the, are great. The print is on like matte paper. Mm-hmm. It actually, I don't even know that this is matte paper. This is like no, a, it's the, it's the printing method. It looks, it, it looks, no, it, it it's it's definitely a matte paper. This one hundred percent looks like a painting. It does, right? These are beautiful, Charlie. Thank you so much for sending these to us. Um, if anybody beautiful. hasn't seen Nicely these, done. they are um, of um, a mountainous range, covered in trees that are turning color that. Uh, are reflected off of 
a river what and the river has this really beautiful simple bridge it's just oh i'm so honored thank you so much charlie thank you fantastic those are getting those are getting framed i think i have some frames that'll fit that that i've been sitting on that we haven't had a good thing to put them in i think i'm totally going to put those in there i hope you don't mind charlie i i like any kind of art that makes me stop and look at it and has curiosity abound like when i look at it like I, i see this little this piece of wood that's that's pushed up on the side of the 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 river there and there's this really cool it looks like a what is that an uh what's the is that a cedar tree no birch it's birch something like that i don't don't know uh no i think you're right it's birch i i i just it it almost looks like a bob ross painting doesn't it kind of with higher detail i love photography that looks like paintings because that effect is actually very hard to achieve it's just so cool Oh, Charlie, just we're in awe. Thank you, you. You have honored us with your photos, and I I really appreciate what you've done there. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Although I think you're gonna do smashing, smashing, in, smashing in your contest, or what do they call that? It's a it's a photo contest. If, if you don't win, you tell me. Yeah, well, who I need to Leia, talk to? Yeah, Leia. Will, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Leia. Do we have Annie Leibovitz is in the contest? <laughs> like, oh. oh okay. Well. Still, Charlie should win. Yeah, <laughs> you fools. Well, we are we are now exiting the shipping receiving. Appreciate everybody uh, shipping things over to us. The PO box is in the show notes if you are so inclined. But no one, of course, is required to send us anything. But thank and it's you. PO box five one zero one five one zero one. Yeah, Cerritos, um, California. O, Does that bother you when people say O no. and it's a zero? No. I mean, I maybe now me. that. I understand ham radio call signs a little bit because those are two very different characters. Yes, I'm K O O R Z. What? Coors. <laughs> I'm K O O R Z. Is there a number? Which one is the number? I know that none of those would be call signs, but yeah. All right. Now we enter. The voicemail annex. The voicemail annex just on our way, getting closer to the stairs, <laughs> the email correspondence tower. And away we go. Good day, my ham people. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu. Hey, Nathan. And I'm just calling to let you know that I think you did the right choice, the right thing um, with shortening up the podcast, switching Thank it you, up, volunteer and not podcast having co-producer. every email read. As I said on a Discord, um, ham radio. HRCC podcast, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> whatever this is we're doing. We shortened it and now really it's forgotten. many other podcasts of your reach that actually read every email. So you actually gave years of our lives. Of everyone's email. <laughs> However you decide to do it, you're supported. We don't always need our emails read. If you want her, just reply or even reply if you know the person is on the Discord, reply there. It's all good to me. And, and we've got uh, an amazing yeah. community on the HRCC I think you did the right choice channel. putting the other, um, the testing. Even if you made the whole podcast testing, I would be fine with that. Um, actually, I'd be very <laughs> fine not, with that. I would not be so fine with that. The testing, we, we talked about doing that once. The main one show. show topic 
and then whatever uh, voicemails and emails after that. Sounds great to me. Thank you. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Josh's live stream on Saturdays. You have the main topic with questions talking about that. The after chat uh, can go as long as as uh, you know Josh what? wants. We're cutting that especially next. with the streaming <laughs> part. And but that's not the main thing. People want the main thing. They can watch yeah. the main subject. They're gone. They're done. They're good. They're mm -hmm. all set. So thank you very much for all that you do, and keep it up. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu saying seventy three. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nathan. And actually... Well said, Nathan. I really like the, the, the way you frame that literally is like the live stream. We mm -hmm. have show up front, and then we have the after chat where it's just, you know, shenanigans and ham radio questions and all that stuff. Yeah, very well said. We are scaling back a lot of things, actually, in our lives to kind of regain free time to mm -hmm. just be. And I was, I was explaining to one of my friends... Uh, she was like, oh, so you're dropping the kids from like Lego robotics and you're going to drop them from golf. And but they're picking up Frolf. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Le Lego robotics is going to go away. Golf is going on hiatus till 2023. Mm -hmm. But I kind of had to explain it as we need to scale back so that we can grow. It's like wow. reprioritizing. Wow. You know? read that on someone's Instagram. It was somebody's email signature. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like totally. one of your biggest pet peeves. Totally. <laughs> You're just like, look at this email signature. <laughs> look at this jackhole. Uh, what is it? The one that you hated the most? It's like, you don't have to be great to start, but you but, have to, uh, to start, start to, to be, be great. great. Oh, I hate <laughs> that one. But that's I mean, actually a little it, bit your mantra. It, it is literally my mantra. <laughs> but but it's you just so it, in an email signature, it's it makes so you so cringy. mad. <laughs> it's just so cringy. It's like you don't have to. It it doesn't have to be a macrame. Like just <laughs> I, you don't have to calligraphy everything and put uh, it on your wall. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that and that goes back to something. What I I I also live by this other secret mantra that I I don't I don't really I do tell people. I try not to talk about something I'm doing until I've done it. Right. Because my brain will rob me. Right. And, and trick me into thinking I've accomplished something when I haven't. When you just tell the act of telling people, which is like ironic, because one of the things that people tell you, like when you go on a weight loss journey or something like that, is like, tell everybody so that they help, they hold you accountable. But yes, the act I mean, of that telling actually takes your motivation away. Because your, your brain doesn't know the difference between I am telling someone I'm going to do something and I've actually done the thing. Right. Your brain starts giving you like dopamine. Yeah. When you just talk about something you might potentially do. You're already getting the acknowledgement for doing it. You're, you're cheating the reward. Yeah. You're, you're cheating yourself of the, the fruits of your hard work. Yes. By talking about it. So the best thing to do is just don't talk about it. Just start doing it. And that's what I tell people when, when people tell me. And I, I think I think sometimes I come across as a jerk. Right. When when people tell me Indeed. they want to start just in general, like in life. Right? <laughs> but when people tell me specifically. Uh, not, not to me, though. I love you. No, I know. I don't. Sometimes I, I want. Don't think sometimes I, I, I question 
why you love me. Oh, <laughs> like, sometimes I question there's so one, many how reasons. I got you, and two, there's... why do you stick around with me? Because of all the craziness and, and insanity. But hear me out. And and to anyone who's ever asked me about starting a YouTube channel, and there's a couple of you, one of you in particular I'm thinking of, and if I've come across as too dry or curt in, in my replies to you, it's not because... I don't want to tell you the quote unquote secrets. There's no, there's no secrets, by the, the way. The magic. There's no secrets. There's no magic. It's just doing. Just do it all the time. Just start doing it and then never stop. You are a very efficient, like both emailer and texter, though. And if somebody doesn't know you, I can imagine I come across as a complete asshole. Not, not that. Just. And it's actually a good reflection of where you're at, though, because you just don't have time for the, hi, how are you? Oh, no, I can't. For me, I always feel like if I'm talking to somebody for the first time, you put the niceties in. Mm -hmm. When you get niceties, you're like, I need this to get to the point right now. <laughs> I, I, I do. And I feel bad that I am like that. But I even do that to you when you start telling me a story and you start that like, that giving does me, piss me off. You start giving me the like the the dictionary definition of the word. Like I like I know, I know. Just go. What what did she say? What did she say? Tell me what she said. Like it it just And actually I like that context. So when cannot, you when I you cannot. tell a story, you get to the point and I'm like, "But wait, what about like what happened? This is literally before. the man versus woman like <laughs> dichotomy. Is that the 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 fe and this is a huge generalization. The female aspect of of it, whatever you know, whatever, is going to tell you about the flora and fauna and the smells and the senses and the feels. And yeah. the guy is going to be like, "We went from point A to point B. Got a big ass fish. Here's the big ass fish." <laughs> And I'm like, what was it like on the boat? Was well, it a rough so, ride out so that, there? So oddly enough, Did you see dolphins? So oddly enough, if you want that description, you ask things like, what did you use to catch the fish? Oh, well, I used my 12 foot. That's not what I asked. No, I, I know, but that's the detail that we have in our brains. We have <laughs> we have the length of rod, the type of reel we we're using, the, the, the type of rig we said. Oh, I was using a Carolina rig with a... a quarter a, a one Were ounce the slider it was an egg it was an egg weight <laughs> had a little beat at the end before the swivel and then it was you know, about 16 inches a liter and you know like that stuff is what we remember we don't remember like the you know blah 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 did i tell the fishing rig story already no about how like i found somebody on seal beach pier mm -hmm. well it was two gentlemen mm -hmm. and uh and I was telling Ben when he sees somebody who's caught a fish. Were you talking about the Sabiki guys, the guys with all the hooks? Yes. Yeah, you've talked about that like oh. three times on the oh, podcast. It's just so amazing to me. No bait. No bait. We just ripped those yeah. efforts out of the water. <laughs> but part of it was Ben learning to go and ask people for mm -hmm. information without right. being scared to do so. It, to bring it back to the YouTube thing for a second, because again, I feel like I am also still being a jerk. There is no secret sauce to YouTube. The secret sauce is the willingness to commit to doing it very often. Josh is a liar. No, no. Yeah, Josh is 100% a liar. I'm not. And there, is, there is content creation and you can make video after video and consistency will get you to a certain point. But in reality, there are secrets to YouTube. You're, you're not letting me finish. Okay. You can't get to any of the secrets until you do the first thing that's true you can't actually know 
what your niche is, what your voice is in video. You won't be comfortable in front of the camera until you've been doing it for months consistently. That's true. There is no way to teach that to somebody. You literally did it for almost two years. What are you talking about? I've been on making, YouTube since 2006. I know, but you were making videos every day for almost two years. Before... That was that was like that was literally as good as college in some in some instances. Mm -hmm. Like that level of 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 just putting myself through it. Mm -hmm. You can't replace that with fly by fly by nets around the wrong term slick tricks to, mm -hmm. to get views mm -hmm. you can't replace that you have to do it right. you have to make video all the time and nobody's gonna watch them for a very long no time no one's gonna watch no them for one's really gonna watch your videos and you've got to just keep making them because it's something that you, you want like to do for yourself if, if you're doing anything on youtube for anything other than your enjoyment in doing it you're gonna be frustrated you're going to have a hard time until you can figure out in your brain what it is about video making or ham radio. Because honestly, if you really love ham radio, you're not going to make videos about it. You're going to be enjoying ham radio all of the time. Right. It, Are you it, saying you don't really love ham radio? Of course I love ham radio, but I also really love video making. I like the creation process of making videos and doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. I could just be doing ham radio right now. Mm -hmm. I could. I, I could just do that, right? And and I would thoroughly enjoy it. But it's some end of the day type thing. I'd feel I would like to teach people and help yes. people and and help them enjoy this thing that I love so much as much as I do. And I love making YouTube videos, and I'm happy to help people make YouTube videos. But there's like so many channels out there that already do that, and they do a really good job at it. But I'll tell you the secret. It's always going to be shoot more video, edit more video, post more video. I and mean, the secrets only, you will only be able to capitalize on the quote unquote secrets. They're not secrets. After you have a baseline, a foundation to build off of. That's and, it. And the reality is that in the course of making the videos, uh, or maybe you already know what your superpower is and you are... Like the videos should basically take you to sharing your superpower with the world, right? Josh's superpower is genuinely taking very complicated concepts and explaining them to laymen. Yeah. Right? Like that's... Yeah. And and he loves to do that too. Right. So... Yeah. You, your superpower may genuinely just be going out and like kicking butt at poda right, right? there's numerous channels that do that and like mike knmrd yeah and but he does other things too i'm not <laughs> boxing anybody i mean and for a lot of people who are out there in the ham radio community maybe what you're passionate about teaching isn't ham radio you might really like ham radio but maybe what you really love is uh building antennas no, I was going to say um, homesteading or uh, maybe... building on antennas on your homestead <laughs> or you really like uh, rearing, rearing Go. chicks. I, everybody likes rearing chicks. Like. No. <laughs> I 
like uh, Alex in Alaska, mm-hmm. who is going through this whole journey with these chicks that he's raising up. And, right. You know, and that it goes back to like, if I really only wanted to do ham radio, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right. If I only wanted to rear chicks, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel. Right. There but has I mean, to be a but, certain amount of like, I want to teach and give back to that degree. Or that you really love making videos. Like, I, I for do. instance, yeah. uh, I got really hooked on a channel that just saved tadpoles. Like, it was just, it wasn't teaching me anything. I didn't learn anything And that more. turned out to be an ecological disaster. <laughs> There's actually, I think, two or three channels that do that, actually. And I found them all. That's <laughs> horrible. And millions and millions and millions of views. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they're yeah. waiting for the, the inevitable plague <laughs> of, of frogs, biblical level plague that comes from the the getting. It's like, why doesn't Dave in Attenborough get out of his Jeep and go save the, the, <laughs> the gazelle from the cheetah? It's because it's the cycle of life, man. There has to be a balance. Some dude taking half a million survive and saving them is not good. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that that uh, that channel or those channels didn't teach me anything. You know, like well, that's, that's... I, I just I just enjoyed watching these tadpoles grow and how they were being cared for and like the little nuances of how you have to add water from the the water source that they lived in and then and then really what the life of someone who can take care of that many tadpoles really looks like most of them live on a farm <laughs> one guy what one guy lived in a suburb though don't know <laughs> Don't know how that happened. He definitely had a water bob. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm saying figure out what your thing is, mm-hmm. right? And and if your thing also includes video making, then YouTube, TikTok, and I guess to some lesser extent, Reels. Not much actually includes video making, though. Like you have to make that a part of your life. No, Straight but I mean, if you like making videos. Yeah, I mean, if you like it. There are literally people who like making videos so much, they make things like commercials for spoons. It was a really good commercial, though. It okay. really made me want to use a spoon. <laughs> oh, all right. That's voicemail one. <laughs> we haven't even got to the emails. This is not us shorting hey, it Hey, Josh and Leah. This is Don, the RSTL tech. Hey, Don. Hey, I think uh, the no-code tech may be on itself. Stay with me here. Okay. So the sarlacc is thousands of years old. The sarlacc. Maybe it's actually the last one. Nobody really knows what the huts are are, uh, are shipping across the universe. Perhaps We're back they're on actually Doomtalk. harvesting dust from that last one. So it's a possibility that Tatooine is actually uh, no, Arrakis. No, no, but in Dune Messiah, all the worms get pretty much like there's there's very few worms left, and the sarlacc is why why would a worm, such a majestic beast that can swim through the sand, convert itself into like this plant based thing that just waits for things to fall into its gullet? Mm. Seems the app the the opposite of the majesty that is the the worm. Things evolve of Arrakis. Things evolve. What? Things evolve. They don't they usually evolve in the single generation. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Don. You've given Josh much to think you, about. You gave me a second. You, you gave me a, a, a moment of pause. <laughs> On to the next voicemail. Because, no, I think. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. You guys are great. Um, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha. Hey, Nathan. Nathan. Hey. Again, I'm going to be quick because I already left a voicemail um, earlier in this week. So I just want to say, as time goes by, I'm seeing more and more benefits. <laughs> of you shoring up the podcast, shoring up, Thank doing you. it to work with um, what you guys are able to do. Josh, I, I've not seen so many things released in one week. <laughs> um, exactly. Maybe it's just the timing of it, but I think you said on Discord that uh, you had more time to um, record videos edit them, upload them, and all that stuff, the newsletter, all that stuff. Oh, the newsletter. So I just want to say thank you for that and, and maybe a suggestion for people um, as a shorter form. If um, they want a specific thought to be coming through, maybe if they just talk about it on a voicemail, if they're Absolutely. fine with a recording, a recording of their voice going on the podcast, it might be shorter, more contained, and... Um, than doing a a voice I um, an email that could take a while to read, um, and that's because it limits it to like three minutes, something like that. So unless they call back, like I did this week, um, <laughs> unless you short. call a couple so of maybe times, maybe that will work for people. Encourage people to leave a voicemail versus an email. Thank you very much, and keep it short this week. Keep it short. This is Kila One Mike Afazulu saying. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you so much, Nathan. And, and the number, if you would yes. like to leave a voicemail, is 562-334-2389. I want to make everybody really understand that we appreciate all of your emails. We do. It, and it's we terrible. feel bad that we can't read them all every week. It's true. Um, now going to this new format, I, I think that part of the reason why the show got so long is because we thoroughly enjoy all of your emails yes and so i want and we still do i so. want everyone to be like you really understand that just because we don't read your email it's because you know it, it's a time thing it's not anything against you we still leia definitely reads them all um and she'll forward me the ones you know that may not make the cut going forward for me to reply to if, if that happens but seriously it's it's nothing against you don't feel bad don't stop sending emails either but you know there there's just a balance we have to strike and it may take us a couple weeks to figure it all out but i promise we will we'll do the best we can and um as always you know you just can reach out on all of the social medias if you have a real serious hammer deal question i still answer people there as well or Join us on the after chat. Yeah. Join us on the live stream after chat and get your answers like right there. And, and there'll be multiple people that can help you. And that's often the best way. Right. But yeah. anyway. Okay. Well, up the tower we go. Here we go. The first email reads show topic drop and Q900. <laughs> and <laughs> Q900. Uh, I'm reading this one specifically because our show topic opener 
came from Matt, mm, K-O-4-E-B-E, and we really appreciate you providing that drop. Good job. We put out a bat signal, and you answered. Yeah, thank you for, um, thank you for, by the way, um, all the drops on the show are technically something we can change occasionally. So sure. if anyone wants to send us a drop, we will at least play them and, and yeah, talk about them. Absolutely. And possibly use them occasionally, splashing them in and out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so always feel free. This email reads, Josh and Leia, thanks again for the hours upon hours of quality content. Now it's just hours. See, no more upon. <laughs> it's just that. That's it. In response to your call for drops, I've attached something for you to consider for using the show topic introduction. We used it. Thank you so much, Matt. Also, Josh, consider this email another vote to continue to take a look for you to take a look at the Q900. You've reviewed plenty of quirky radios before, and this one looks like it can do way more than your average mystery box. I hear you loud on clear on your distaste of it not having a VFO. And I agree, but I think many of us are eager to learn more about it, and there seems to be very little existing content that shows what it's capable of, aside from the Tech Minds channel. Matt, K-O-4-E-B-E. It's just expensive. How much is it? It's like 600 plus dollars. Oh, Matt, you're spending Josh's money. What's the, uh, what's the... Let me spend your money. What, what's the, what's the Q something? Q900. Yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah, it's it's not it's not cheap. It's six hundred plus dollars. Yeah. I mean, I would think that more people would want you to start looking towards cheaper and cheaper radios because now that there are so many more on the market at the cheaper price point, mm -hmm. the question is which one is any good, right? Which uh, brands yeah. are any good? Well, okay. Well, this this goes to the the you know cutting to the quick of it, right? If you're if you're looking at the Japanese radios, then it's like bring a thousand dollars to start, right? Right, unless you're talking about the we're, headed, we're in FT a recession, man. We're in a recession. I think that there are some countries that are projecting a two year recession. They've already put it out there. Expect it. I mean, let's that's two years of not buying a thousand dollar radio. Let, let's let's be reasonable, right? We just came out of a a pandemic mm -hmm. two years is actually pretty sporty well yeah because the panoramic was longer than two years yeah so i everything's complete chaos it's going to be chaos for quite a while mm -hmm. the, the reverberations of what we all went through collectively will be talked about in textbooks in the future oh i read the most sad story today out mm -hmm. of china how this little boy he had um, some kind of illness and they live they were living in like a lockdown area because china still has like very draconian measures when it comes to there's a zero tolerance policy for cases mm -hmm. so if there's even one case they lock down an entire area right and this little boy could not like his parents couldn't get him through the checkpoints and when he did finally get through the checkpoints, they wouldn't admit him to the hospital because they were in a, an area that was locked down. Mm -hmm. And so the little boy died. And the dad the what? dad was basically saying, he's only three years old. Right. His All he's ever known is 
like living in this COVID-19 nightmare. This hellscape, yeah. Yeah. So it was just so sad. That is, uh, what a downer. Yeah, apologies. Well, thank you so much, Matt. The next email is titled, Thank You. And this is from Colt. Hi, Josh and Leia. I knew I wanted to send something to you both ever since I heard the hate letter in the podcast last year. (laughs) But I wanted to wait until I had my license first. Started studying about a month ago and finally passed today. Ooh, spicy. Congratulations, Colt. Congratulations. It took me a bit longer to study than I would have liked, but I also have to study for four ASE certification tests coming up soon, too. I am 24 years old and was introduced to ham radio by one of my co-workers, KB8LNK. I work full-time as a car light truck mechanic and part-time as my family's farm and well at my family's farm and welding shop. Wow, that is many skills you have, Colt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have plenty of time to listen to your podcast. I'm working my way up through the episodes and I'm currently on April 23rd, 2021 off-grid power for HTs and how to get on a net. Wow, you have such a long journey ahead. I hope you brought snacks. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. I hope you drive a lot or mow a lot of lawns. Oh, no, he's a mechanic. He can listen to it while he's mechanicking. Yeah, mechanicking. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's right. Just wanted to say thank you both for the podcast that not only helps me learn more about something I enjoy, but keeps me entertained while I work. Well, thank you for listening. Colt signs off. Thanks, Colt. Call sign pending. Well, I am so excited for you. You're you're about to have such a great time. Indeed. On on the air. The next email is titled, Do the Thing. Do the Thing. (laughs) And this is from Taylor. Just passed my extra. The fast track audio book was the key for me. Thanks for everything. Oh, Yes. Congratulations. I, Congratulations. I, I, I truly Hope like that book. you got it for free. I truly like that book. Yeah. I, 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 well, audiobook or I guess regular book. <laughs> and Taylor signs off 73 Taylor K4 TKY. Fantastic. Whenever I see TKY, I think turnkey. So he is fully loaded. That's uh, ready to go. Thank you so much, Taylor, and congratulations again. The next email is titled, New Ham and Having a Hard Time Making Friends. Uh Well, Doug, we'll be your friends. (laughs) And this email comes from Doug. Hello, Josh and Leia. First time emailer here. Been listening to the podcast for a couple of weeks now, working through the backlog of old episodes, and figured I'd shoot you guys an email. I'm not sure that you'll really be able to give any advice here, but I just need a place to vent a little to people who understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Thanks in advance. Well, welcome to the tower and thank you for listening. You're you're like a newly minted uh, HRCC podcast listener. Indeed. I'm very excited to hear it. <laughs> I got my technician license a few months ago. We'll give it to you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, that's like a rapid fire. So many new hams. It's awesome. Oh, it's like like by design. <laughs> what? <laughs> First ever ham in my family to my knowledge. Well, that's fantastic. I started out with a couple of Baofengs, as one does, of course. 
I have one wired up in my car with the Nagoya mag mount so I can talk on repeaters while I drive. I recently bought an FTM 6000R and built a man pack modeled after the one by the tech prepper on YouTube to hopefully use for soda and poda someday once I figure out how. It's got a 6 amp LifePo battery and a PowerWorks watt meter and a signal stuff signal stick as well as a roll up J-pole kit and a DigiRig mobile and the cables associated with it. Nice. Fun fact, I have absolutely no idea how to do anything digital. Big learning curve. Mhm. Anyway, I like the radio so much more than the Baofengs that I almost immediately bought a second to install in my car. Also, I don't know how to do that, so it should be a wild ride with lots of hair pulling. Whee! <laughs> um, it's not that bad. What is the first digital thing somebody should try? I don't know how to answer that. Mm. Okay, what is the first digital thing that maybe Doug should try? Well, now that you know Soda Poda, mm -hmm. FTM 6000R. Yeah. So FTM 6000 is a VHF UHF radio. Mm -hmm. So you're generally probably going to be, um, you can do APRS. You can do WinLink email with it. APRS would be kind of fun. You're not going to do digital voice modes with that radio. Mm. You're going to do more of the the digital, what I would call the traditional digital modes. I I, I would put packet and APRS in in the same line as like PSK thirty one, and JSA call and FT eight in the sense of you're you're transmitting data. That's mm. really what you're doing. You're not transmitting audio or voice. You're you're transmitting data. Um. Yeah. Go. go um. See if you can set up APRS. Um, see if you can set up WinLink. WinLink might be more rewarding to be able to email people when you're out in the field. That's always really uh, a fun thing to do. So, yeah. All right. Well, Doug continues, I live in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and ham radio is kind of dead up here. At least anything VHF, UHF, analog, that's not a repeater. Even then, the repeaters are pretty quiet. There's a couple of local repeaters, but two meter, 70 centimeter simplex, mm -hmm. national calling frequencies might as well not even exist. Yeah. Try as I might to make a contact doing it. I'm studying for my general, but even if I get it, I can't afford HF equipment, nor do I have a place to put an antenna other than my car, I suppose. <sighs> okay, so... This is one of the, the sometimes potholes that technicians find themselves in, that there isn't a lot of local ham radio talk. Mm -hmm. The local ham radio community isn't that built up. Right. You can join a club. You can try and find a club. Right. Maybe you'll get lucky in that. Um. But... That's one of the reasons, you know, why I sometimes say consider your surroundings because as a technician, you're kind of locked in with line of sight communication. I'm also going to say that if you're a tech, consider joining whatever your local emergency response group is. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Too. It's yeah. Pretty likely those people are going to be like minded. Mm hmm. 
uh, but also have an interest or already are hams. Right. The the thing that the whole point of this, though, is that like. I made that video on like, who are you going to talk to? It's it's the video that is the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Who are you going to call? No. <laughs> Ghost hams. <laughs> Oh, silent keys. Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the reason why the first question you should ask is who are you going to talk to is because if you live in an area where there's no one that's doing VHF, UHF, going out and buying expensive VHF, UHF equipment is probably something you shouldn't do. You should probably look towards getting onto HF frequencies and getting onto shortwave where you are literally going countrywide at that point chloe is in the podcast studio with us tonight that's why you're hearing her that's why you're hearing stuff happening she's uh, she's rustling we're trying to get her to calm down like throughout the night so that's why she's she's hanging out with us she's literally been biting my hand like nibbling at my hand you can't let her to, nibble not nibble but like using her mouth as like uh, hey pet me she's literally like voraciously asking for pets right now just put her on your lap I could. I don't want to do that right now. That's that's all the pets she needs. Sometimes I hold her like a baby. She likes that. She doesn't ask for pets then. So <laughs> go, go look at that video that I posted. There's a reason why I made it. it. And it was literally to remind people that, hey, sometimes the best solution is getting your general. I hate to say that. And I don't want to take anything away from the great work that the tech prepper has done. His, his videos have been fantastic, by the way. He's He literally deserves all the views he's getting. It's It's awesome. Um, All the views and more. But a lot of times he focuses on the VHF, UHF. He does have HF, which he's he's definitely exploring that space as well. You might want to look more at those videos to consider what he's doing there and the ranges that he's talking because they're way, way bigger. And good news, you can still sell your FTM 6000. There's it, It's a new radio. It still has a lot of value on it, and it's Yesu, so it's always going to be good. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I tried this thing and there's not a lot of VHF, UHF up here. It's okay if I sell this and focus on getting my general and getting onto HF. And you'd be surprised. You can save your money for a little while and you'd be able to get a Yesu FTM 891. I'm sorry, FT 891. And I'm telling you, that'll do the same things, the same man pack portable setup that you can do that Tech Prepper is talking about. And that I think will... Uh, I think that's a winner. I th that might be the winner for you, I think. That's going to be my, my call there. Well, Doug continues. Anyway, on to the meat of my email. I struggle with making friends. Okay. On the ham radio side of things, because the area is so sparsely populated, there's about 10 people total I've talked to on repeaters. Yeah, see, that's Since tough. I've got my license months ago. Oh, that's tough. And man. I call pretty much every time I'm in my car. One lady that's pretty much always listening seems to have nice chats with everyone else, but doesn't seem to like me not sure if i made an etiquette mistake somewhere along the line or if just because i'm the new guy but sometimes i don't even bother calling because i know it's just going to be her that answers and it's not worth bothering her it might be pertinent here to mention that i'm 24 years old and this lady is about 75 and the average age of the other hams in my area is about 60 to 80 years old. There might be one guy that's like 45, maybe. 
I also joined the local ham club and went to a meeting in person. Same problem. Youngest there by about 30 years at least. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the older hams, of course. Just no one there I can really relate to, even though they all seem pleasant enough. Outside of ham radio, I've had a real tough time with friends. Oh, I graduated college with a bastard. <laughs> with a bastard. Wow. Sorry, I've got to put Chloe down. Leia thought it would be a really good idea to pick the dog up for this reading of the email. With a bachelor's degree of industrial with technology. With a bachelor's degree. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, a minor in industrial maintenance and a certificate in welding with a whole bunch a of minor welding shenanigans. Sur- <laughs> to go with my bachelor's degree. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, yes. That's actually superior to the scallywag degree. No, it's, so. sc- it's true. <laughs> yes. you, have to, you can only be an associate of scallywagger. <laughs> a whole bunch of... Uh, welding certifications in 2021, worked for a summer and hated it, then went to EMT school. And that's what I'm doing full time at the moment while getting into shape for state police or state conservation officer school. There you go. Man, you are very accomplished. I feel like conservation officer. That's that could be a cool gig. Is that like where you bust people for like poaching things like like orchids? You're you're like Longmire. They give you a Bronco. Oh, man. Any yeah. child that gives you a Bronco is solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Us Californians talking about <laughs> crap we don't know about. Pretty much all of my quote unquote friends from school dropped off the map after graduating. And the few left in the area are either far enough that it has to be a weekend trip to go see them or are so painfully unreliable, I hesitate to call them true friends in the first place. The only person outside my immediate family that I can rely on is my girlfriend, who is absolutely oh. wonderful, is a mechanical design engineer, and Whoa. couldn't care less about ham radio, unfortunately. Oh, Try as I might to get her into it. Doug, I'm, I'm going to have to suggest fox hunting. Yeah. No, I, I think that, that I, I is... think I think, Doug, it's pretty the writing is on the wall to me that you need to get onto HF. I hate to say it. I, I hate I hate that I have to tell you the system that we work with requires you to get the next license. I I don't want to have to say that to you, but that's like what I'm what I'm feeling here. Well, I want to say that, Doug, you should not take this personally. No. What's happening with it, your friends? That's because just you. That's where you're at. That's where he is at geographically. Yeah, it's your geographical location, of course. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that you have um, a, an element where the stage of life you're in, it's actually not that easy to make friends, right? Like mm-hmm. you go through this period of time in your life where... If you're not physic in physical close proximity to your friends, oh, then you're just not. Then you then it's very hard to retain those college friendships, right? And then you don't really make another set of friends really until I want to say you become parents. Uh, yeah, and then or, or you, you get into a club, yeah. or 
But that's not true anymore because we talked about this last week in that dads are spending their time in with their family. Well, in like in their, their they're kids' dealing with their extracurriculars that their wives sign them up for all the time. Would you rather them be hoodlums? Wh- it's the- wh- what? <laughs> what 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 kind of gang are, are our kids going to join? They're going to be on the streets in La Mirada like you grew up. <laughs> you know, idle hands. Uh, also, I, I think it. I, I am going to reiterate that anything we say is like living in the suburbs of California where there are a ridiculous amount of people. He is in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Yeah, but there are families everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, the... but I, I, I sense that there's a bit of sparseness. There's a little it's more sparse than we are out here. Sure, sure. And we and, have to we have to appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean leaning into the online communities that are so readily available now. Obviously, we are partial to the HRCC community through Facebook, Discord, mm-hmm. yeah. all of the many platforms, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that actually, for a lot of people, this community is their core group of friends. Uh, yeah. You know, literally, I, mean, I, I think I put out the bat signal to have some help getting some cabinet doors from Ikea. And I got so many responses right. from the ham radio uh, community, well, specifically HRCC community. And I so appreciate that. I felt, uh, there is there a more reliable group of people <laughs> on the internet? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, it, it, it's true. It, th- there's two things I would recommend. Is One, go online. I hate to say seldom is my is my way to recommend people have a a good mental health situation but you should get on the internet more but But in this case hrcc discord's amazing it's not like other it's not like other online groups or anything like that consider joining us over there if you're not already um and then also i just have to reiterate hf radio is where you want to be like where you want to be get it the way you're talking HF he needs to get his general. I, I, I hate it. to say that. Okay. I hate. I hate it. I hate it. And you I don't. Know ha- you don't actually hate it. No, because I, you, I can't control it. Yeah. I can't control this. Yeah. I, I would like to give technicians more access to HF, but they we just don't have that world yet. It doesn't exist. Well, Doug continues. My one reliable friend who lives hours away was planning to visit home for a weekend a month or two ago and wanted to get people together to hang out. Said friend has 12 very high end laser tag guns that he and I and all our friends used to play back in high school. His parents live on a golf course and after hours we could play on and around the golf course. Oh, that's super cool. And such and no one seemed to mind. We went hard, full camo ghillie suits smoke grenades walkie-talkie type radio i'm sorry after hours on a golf course in in camo with smoke grenades how did you not get the cops called on you (laughs) so anyway i tried to plan a laser tag game when he was going to be in town gave everyone one month's notice two weeks notice two days notice one day's notice and day of notice Mm -hmm. not one single person showed up except myself and my friend with the laser tag gun i was very very disappointed i invited like 15 people by the way you think hey want to come play laser tag for free wouldn't be that hard of a sell for a bunch of 20 something year olds but i guess i was wrong i'm so sorry i I would have come i (laughs) 
I love laser <laughs> tech. We would have brought the kids. Yeah. They would have loved it. I, I, I think I think Leia is probably completely accurate in the sense that, like, it's 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 people growing up. Like it's, but know, it's like, also it's proximity. Yeah. People are so lazy to yeah. drive distances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I and I'm a part of this unfortunate laziness we literally have a friend that lives like less than 15 minutes drive away we haven't seen him in a year (laughs) will oh my god will lives in los al i'm literally down the street from his house when i go to catella deli right and i don't see him he works from home right (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's on you I got nothing. I, I can't. I can't. I can't back you up at all on this one. And it's just unfortunate. But you know, as as you get older, the time constraints get bigger. And then when you look at what is a forty five minute drive, that forty five minute drive is really a two hour drive. Right. You know. Right. So it's uh, it is really tough. And yeah. you've made me feel very bad for falling out of contact with some of my friends. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, but I would show up to laser tag. That sounds super fun. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, escape rooms. <laughs> we'll play escape rooms. That's... Oh, for sure. Doug continues, I hesitate to call myself a prepper because of all the crazies out there, but that's how I got into ham radio. Yeah, that's, don't, yeah, don't, don't let the crazy stop you from being prepared. I started off with wanting a small unit squad comms wired into plate carriers and chest rigs and such and quickly realized the best way to test the equipment was to become a ham. I, You know what? I also have to note that I feel like as, as the world has changed so much politically and I know that people will be like, oh, it's always been this uh, divided. And it's like, no, it hasn't been divided in the way that if somebody even thinks you're on the other side of the aisle, they're like disavowing their friendships with you. You know, so it, I mean, for dudes, it can be that way. Well, that's uh, that's what I'm saying. And it's possible that, you know, uh, Doug's saying that he's not a proper but he's obviously preparedness minded Mm -hmm. and that for some reason like when i talk about me being a prepper or somebody else brings up that they're into preparedness the people who are into that are like very excited and then just make certain assumptions about where i fall politically right (laughs) it oh of course uh, preparedness is like oh you're a trumper you could be QAnon at this point. Right. And and what I What exactly turned the frogs gay? <laughs> and for me, I'm genuinely somebody who sees like benefit in both sides. I, right. Yes. It, it only like, makes sense. But to also see good and, and where you can. But also both sides are wrong in a lot of things. Yes. hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I never hold people's beliefs against them mm-hmm. because I know that at least a portion of what they believe is something I believe. Right. right? We, we probably have common ground somewhere. But to be honest, a lot of people are unwilling to to have friendships that they even have to consider that they have to make consolations or that there is an area where 
where there may be uncomfortable conversation. They're just unwilling to have those friendships. And that's just the people need to get like much more willing to feel uncomfortable. Like that is actually man, I, the path I'm telling to you, success. I'm telling you, I'm like, telling you, it's the only way to succeed. If you're if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, then you're you're walling yourself off, right? Or you're you're um, walling yourself off. It implies that like you're putting up a wall, yeah. Versus you aren't putting up a wall. You are screaming from the mountaintops warning warning worry about me i'm going to be a problem in your business organization mm. i'm going to be someone that you're going to have to coddle and deal with a lot i'm going to be somebody that's going to bug the crap out of you all the time it's not a wall it's literally like a non-stop reminder oh i actually have a funny question for you that i forgot to ask you okay we're the if podcast you were, is running our our attempt to shore it up is we're we're yes go ahead if yes you were going to get fired mm -hmm. around the time you were getting married would you rather get fired the day of your wedding and it's not like a full-blown wedding it's like you're going to the courthouse or something your family will be there but it's not a huge... What is happening? Ahead. Okay. Would you rather get fired the day of your wedding? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather get fired after? The day of my wedding. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't want... I wouldn't want my being fired to ruin, like, my honeymoon or anything I had planned after that. Right. Like, I would consider it a new beginning and we're going to come together and we're going to figure this out. So my friend owns a law firm mm -hmm. and they hired on an associate mm -hmm. and the associate is like three years out of law school. So relatively young in law. Mm -hmm. Right. And obviously from like more Gen Z skewing than millennial skewing. Right. Okay. And uh, he just wasn't producing very good work product, required a lot of coddling. It was very frustrating for this millennial Gen X firm, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> so they decided they were going to let him go. And they had picked a day, and then it turned out that that day was the day he was going to the courthouse <laughs> to get married, right? Right. And so um, – they called me and they were like, well, what would you, what would you rather? This law firm called you for your. Well, they're my friends. Okay. Yeah. This, I already know. Yeah. What, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know the backstory. Yeah. Here. yeah. So. Or I know who you're talking about. So I said uh, today. Yeah. But I guess we're, we're talking about a Gen Zer. So I don't know. Well, my theory is that first... I think you have to be on a delayed firing program. No. Like 75% fired. They had already talked to him multiple 25% fired. 50% fired. 75% fired. 25% and then 0%. You're 100% fired at that yeah. point. Yeah. He, he had already been talked to multiple times mm -hmm. about uh, kind of... Uh, Poor work product, poor turnaround time, all that. Yo, dog, you suck. <laughs> you suck at your job. He was showing up late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and they talked to him multiple times about that. things. So I had to get my avocado toe. <laughs> he showed up late the day he was fired. 
it was the day after Halloween. And he was like, I just had a really late night. <laughs> so, but, um, but some of our other friends were like, no, after. And I was like, no, why would you want that? You want to go into the marriage knowing everything. If she's a gold digger, you're going to know that because he's a lawyer, right? Right. It's like, so if she's with him because of his money and now he's unemployed, she has some decisions to make. No. If Oh, I, I didn't even go down that rabbit hole. I just went purely under the factor of like, I don't want anybody to hold bad information away from me. Like, yeah. just tell me immediately. Yes. Like, don't. It's only going to make things worse. Yeah. Don't make I, the every, firing be the the first thing that happens like in their marriage. Every cartoon that we ever grew <laughs> up watching is always like, we're going to we're going to not tell our parents we got bad grades. We're going to not blah, 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 something, something. It's like that is always the worst situation. And then it chaos always, ensues. It will always lead to the the worst outcome. Just. Just and I wonder how people say it and get on with it. I wonder how people do feel about this generationally. Do you do you think that each generation would prefer before or after differently? Anyways, so will you let us know, dear listener, what you would prefer in the podcast Discord chat? Yes. <laughs> All right. So Doug continues. Yes. Uh. I also then realized that having a small unit squad comms is 100% useless without a small unit. Yes. Try as I might to get, quote unquote, friends interested in radio. These are the same people that take three to five business days to answer a text, if they answer at all, and never show up to anything. I convinced them to buy Baofengs, hoping they'd want to learn how to use them, but they can barely turn them on and definitely have no idea how to change channels. It's all in Chinese right now. Why is it in Chinese? Or even unlock the darn keypad. I could offer these people free pizza, beer, ammo, and gas money, and they still wouldn't show up to anything. I'm so frustrated. Well, I mean, to your credit, you convinced them to buy Baofengs, so it's not like they don't respect your opinion. Okay, I'm going to say you have done your due diligence. You've done the work. The due diligence? What did he look into? He, he He did all the things. Okay. He, he provided all the info to his friends, and and they're just not into it, and and that's okay. This is how Josh feels about my general test. Y- you <laughs> need to upgrade to general and get on HF Ham Radio. Like that is, you 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 will you will flourish in that environment. Yeah. Please listen to me as I talk this way. It's very important. Now I feel like because I don't have a group of people to help prep stuff that I have to be a specialist at everything. I have to be the comms guy, the security guy, the stockpile of resources guy, the medical guy, etc. Oh, well, there, there's another problem. Here. Rather overwhelming if I do say so myself. Luckily, many of these uh, things are hobbies for me, like ham radio, long range precision rifle shooting and hiking and camping. I also do medical stuff for a job. So that there's that, too. Ultimately, it's frustrating to listen to all these preparedness people on YouTube talk about all this stuff for how to set up a squad comms or how to do security or patrols with a squad or how to cross train skills between the members of your group at all while making it sound like having five to ten super reliable onboard people that live near you with similar schedules and morals is as easy as opening Facebook on your phone. Okay. 
Wow, that's a, that's a whole lot of things to talk about there. So one, I just want to say up front that like a lot of the things you see on YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there, not real. True. It's a hypothetical situation. I mean, Josh's stuff about. is real, but... No, but, uh, well, some some isn't, and I say that this is a hypothetical situation. But a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to do a comms plan for my crew. I don't know that his the crew is fully engaged in... But they're also not close. <coughs> they're not physically right. close. Some are. Some are. There are some people that have crews that way, if you will. But a lot of this is that's that's a lot of my problem that i have with the with the tactical ham radio niche that's been popping up is that it's a lot of aspirational type content yeah it's content that like people aren't actually living that story they're right. they're making videos about it right and they're telling you how you could do it but they themselves probably aren't living that way but Doug, I have to ask. I mean, you're you're in the medical field, like EMT stuff. Like, what about your coworkers? Most of the time, people make pretty good friends with their coworkers, right? But I mean, Doug made a point of saying his friends aren't buying into the sense of like, I'm now I've got to do all the jobs, right? Okay, getting a prepper group together is totally different from indoctrinating your friends to being preppers right and then distributing the load of like you're the comms guy you're the medic this isn't gi joe <laughs> right like you, you know what i mean like there's not like the guy that does the one thing you're Metal gonna you're solid you don't know anything about <laughs> solid snake did all the things that's what i'm saying you're like metal gear solid but he wasn't okay <laughs> you know nothing He's do you know all the nothing things. of metal gear solid you know nothing of, of i solid saw Snake. what i from watching you Wait, i learned <laughs> learned from watching you <laughs> that's horrible Hor how why why would you why would you derail the whole conversation by also, bringing up metal gear of Assassin's all the things Creed. no 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 stop because I feel like I have to correct all these <laughs> references you're murdering. You you can't you can't assume that people want to be preppers. Like you can't, right? I mean, and even if they even if they wanted to be, I mean, literally, because you you actually got them to buy Baofengs, which is uh, a, it's a sign that they like you enough. They value that, your yeah, friendship, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they're just not close enough to be your emergency posse. Yeah, they're, they're they're not the they're not that they're not that people. They, yeah, they're just not there yet. Whether they won't be in the future, who knows? I don't know. But right now, they're not. Yeah, a lot of friends that I had that I grew apart from, we became friends again when we became parents. I know I keep harping on this, but it's a stage of life thing. I yeah, I don't know. I again, I'm gonna stick with my get on HF. Okay. And yeah, um, to a certain degree, you're going to have to be prepared to take care of yourself in all ways. Maybe it's your neighbors. Yeah. Instead of you don't you don't have to be best buds. You just need to be a, a functionally prepared group in the most effective way possible. You know, mm, that's true. Uh, neighborhood watch groups are good for that. But if you're in a sparsely populated area, I hardly believe that. <laughs> 
We need binoculars for our neighborhood watch group. Do you have a ring cam? Have you tried ring neighborhoods? <laughs> it's like two. It's two people. I got nothing. I got a I got a an animal. <laughs> well, Doug says, sorry to take up so much of your time on the podcast, but I hope this resonates with someone else out there and that they know that they aren't the only ones trying to make it work alone and with limited funds. The, I'm sure that this resonates with so oh, many so people. Many people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's going to be okay, and it sounds like you're going to be able to take care of you, your girlfriend, your family. Uh, Focus on that. Yeah. Focus on that first. And you know what? Um, fig- figure out a way that you can give people jobs if they if you know if there was a you know a problem a disaster of some kind or an emergency figure out a way that you could convey to the people that did not buy in with you how to do the job in the best way possible sure so your water bob has a laminated card on it that explains exactly how to use it your baofeng is pre-programmed with a laminated card on it that explains how to use it all those things you can do right now right. by taking your time to educate people, whether in-person training, which it sounds like they may not be into, or something that you know you can hand them, and then they'll be able to do that function, that role. Yeah. Well, Doug signs off. Thank you both so much for the wonderful content you put out and all the great educational information as well. I would not be a ham if it wasn't for Josh and Ham Study. Aww. Well, thank you. And I, I hate to say it, it's like, well, congratulations on getting your license. Now go get another one. <laughs> I hate that I have to do that, but I, I, I honestly think that's going to open up your world. Take care and 73 Kilo Echo 8 Victor Golf Mike Clear. P.S. The name's Doug. P.P.S. I did recently join the Discord for help with some radio oh, questions on digital. And when I finally got to the point of setting up Vara FM Winlink, I realized that the closest station to me is like 100 miles oh, away or something. This is the problem. Rather unfortunate. Guess that idea is out the window temporarily. Okay. The Discord people are very nice and helpful, though. Okay. I, In I'm, fact, they are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that as much as I love uh, Tech Prepper's video that he's done on the FTM 6000s and multiple videos, I think you should probably sell that radio and get an HF radio and get your general. It will, oh, right. It will, it will get... Well, Doug, I think that FT8 Josh has beat this horse I, within I an inch of its life. Yeah, it, it that horse is fully dead. <laughs> I've chopped through the entire thing with a stick. It's glue now. It's <laughs> All right. I'm a prepper. I made next, glue. <laughs> the next email is titled Forbidden CQ Worldwide DX Contest Contact. Okay. Okay. And this is from a longtime friend of the show. A longtime friend of the show. And photographer extraordinaire. Ah, uh, yes. Charlie. All right, Charlie. Leia and Josh, I'm hoping the subject is enough to make it through the Leia filters and win the email lottery. You are. Ding, in ding, there. ding. 
That's what we should, all, we should call it the Leia Lottery. Yeah. I normally keep my radio laptop running as Whisper Receive Station with nice. my RTL SDR dongle. Nice. This past Friday, I went down to check on the computer before going to bed to make sure everything was running properly. When I looked at SDR++ noticed a lot of traffic on the voice section of the band, like at least five to eight stations producing solid bars on the waterfall. Mm -hmm. For my station in Alaska, this is a lot. I hopped on the interwebs to WA7 BNM contest calendar, and sure enough, the CQ Worldwide DX contest was going on, and I didn't even realize it. My Kenwood TS570D doesn't have a waterfall, so I used the laptop to search for signals, then flip the antenna switch from the SDR to the Kenwood when I'm ready to transmit. That night, I only operated for about 30 minutes, but got two contacts to Japan, one to Washington State, and one to Hawaii. Wow, that's fantastic for 30 minutes. Well done. I was unable to operate on Saturday because it was opening weekend for a special draw moose hunt I had gotten a tag for. Oh, yeah, you got to take out those moose. Those things are dangerous. My bud and I spent six hours sitting in the sunny and slightly breezy low 20 degree temperatures. Sunny and slightly breezy, Leia. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Flip flop weather, if you will. I got chills just imagining. I got chills. They're moose applying. (laughs) And only saw two cows, no bulls, which is what the hunt was for. It's okay. We didn't get anything, though, as the pack out would have been nearly four miles with close to a thousand feet of vertical gain through a mountain oh, pass with a in moose four to eight inches of fresh snow. That is th- okay. Could you imagine, Leah? I cannot. Could you imagine descending a thousand feet over four miles nope. in four feet of snow? Mm-mm. No. That's time to head back to the lodge. There is no lodge. Like, you are on your own. Even without a moose, the hike wasn't the most fun. With 400 pounds of moose to haul, it would have been miserable. And they had to butcher it in the snow. Cold. I mean, it would at least keep it fresh. You know? (laughs) My whole outdoors is the freezer. (laughs) That's what I love, like when people who um, who show when they're snowed in and they open their back door and they just stuff their beer in yeah, the yeah, wall yeah, of yeah, snow. Yeah, yeah. That's like, man, that's so eco-friendly. <laughs> wow. You really did something there. <laughs> Sunday. <clears throat> excuse me. Sunday, I was able to pry away from chores and got to hop back on the radio for the last few hours of the contest. Mm -hmm. I made some contacts with Japan stations and a few on the West Coast. At one point, the 20 meter band opened up and I actually made contact with a Swedish station. My first contact was unsuccessful, but five minutes later, he came uh, in better. Still only a 5557, and I got the QSL confirmation. Oh, very good. Hey, you know, that's much lighter than moose hunting. Though I am sorry you didn't get a moose. I am curious as to what it tastes like. So, Indeed. Uh, five to ten minutes later, I was sitting on frequency listening to a station when I heard an overlapping station and saw their signal on the waterfall only 500 hertz down. I shifted my receiver and caught the tail end of the exchange, hearing the station in CQ zone 19. 
I didn't know where Zone 19 was, but I knew it wasn't Japan or the U.S., so I listened again. I heard one or two more exchanges, copied the call sign, and attempted a reply. He called me back only coming in at a 4-7. Eventually, after some back and forth, we got what I believed to be a confirmed exchange. Then BAM! A loud station with what I'd give a 5-9 plus signal came booming over the radio in what sounded like very angry Russian. (laughs) The transmission lasted for only about 10 to 15 seconds, but after that, silence. I didn't realize it at the time, but the station's call sign started with an R, and a quick lookup confirmed that it was indeed a Russian station. Having never talked to a Russian station before, I was stunned. Yeah, it's cool to be able to claim and log it, but something tells me if I tried sending him a QSL card, it won't get there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Maybe just uh, this is just one I keep in the logbook and let the experience live on as a story I tell future generations. No, yeah, you can send. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. And it'll, m- mail is reliable there. He might get one back. I mean, I don't know about mail being reliable, but um, it, it, it will totally it could totally get there it's not like in the u.s obviously but sure i know y'all want to shore it up but i do have a question about my call sign ki5 kbn i was originally licensed when i lived in texas but i have since moved to alaska this makes me eligible for l as the second letter in my call sign please get it if i chose to apply for a vanity call in the contest, I attempted to make a few contacts with folks in the lower 48 and was met with DX only contacts, please, to which I have to reply, Roger, I'm in zone 01 Alaska, and they'd continue with the contact. Please get the different call. This isn't the first contest this has occurred in. Yeah. My question is, do I go through with the process of yes. applying for an Alaskan call sign? Yes. I'll be moving back to the lower 48 in two years for work. So while so I run into issues down there with folks being confused, or yes. if anything, would hearing Lima in my call sign actually help in pileups because they think they're getting an Alaskan station? So, I'll- I mean, yes. Okay. So everything you just said in the first part of that is like people don't understand you're in Alaska, which is technically DX. So yeah, you should have a commensurate call. Get the you call. should you get the yeah. get the call. You got also because L is an awesome letter. You got you got two years of DX in, in your future because people will hear that call sign and they'll go, oh, that's an Alaskan call sign. I want, I want that, that contact. You could you could run. I'm, you I'm telling you, will be the most popular girl in school. You, the most popular ham on the air. <laughs> so the reality of your situation is because of your call sign, you probably can't run a pileup. But once you change your call sign and you start calling CQ, you will run a pileup. Mm-hmm. You will have a pileup of people that will want to make contact with you. Now, when you do move outside of Alaska and get back into the Conus area, change pro- it back you should change it yeah. back to, to the to the don't re- be a catfish yeah don't be don't be a ham cat <laughs> or cat ham el paso has an awesome ham community so i'd like oh, to keep the five in my call as love homage to my roots there but i'm not oh sure el paso's making texas. Never mind. the switch el paso's trash i'm sorry oh my god you're so rude we call it el pass hole oh my god 
I'm sure it's a lovely place. I, the re- uh, by the way, everybody who's like, oh my god, I can't believe you confused the two. You you uh, fly into El Paso to drive into New Mexico. It's sure. faster to just do it that way. El Paso is not great. Literally, the the military base, Fort Bliss. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, that's how you know <laughs> that it's not good. <laughs> you know there's a show called enlisted it's canceled now uh but it was about um like three brothers who were in the army and they were the there's like a special regiment that helps the people on base like the families on base mps no (laughs) that was a joke is it rear d it's called rear d rear d yeah, it's like the rear deployment or so, something like that. Anyways, if anybody was in the army and and has watched that show, you need to tell me how accurate that is because that show is so funny and I can't believe it got canceled. So, so much happening in that show. Mm-hmm. And it is like if you took The Office and you made it about the army, but not anybody who's deployed. <laughs> like, that's... Okay. All right. I mean, maybe you should watch it. I, I don't know. Maybe. Is anyway. Amy Poehler in it? Who's? No. Anybody I've heard of? Um, One of the guys from Veronica Mars. Another okay. guy. No. Yeah. You're, you're not. There, there are a lot of people in it, though. Okay. Uh, Josh, I know you have not changed your call, but you're also not the same nomadic job field that I am in. Any yeah, advice yeah. would be much appreciated. Uh, Josh chimed in get that alaska call change it back when you there are there are people who live their entire life changing their call sign all the time chris we're talking about you yeah and there's and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that in your case it's actually appreciated because you are moving yeah so you should get a call for the the region you're in particularly alaska nobody really okay nobody really cares if you have a six if you have a california call in new mexico right i'm not that far away you're in Alaska. You you are a difficult contact You're to get. You're a unicorn. People. You you people want to make contacts with you, and if you come back with a with a five call, people are going to be like, oh, "This guy's a you know blah blah." Who cares? Please get the. I I didn't know he didn't have an Alaska call sign. Mm-hmm. Get the Alaska call sign, please. I see. Hopefully this was an interesting enough email to make it through the filters and into the podcast. If not, I would appreciate a reply with some advice on the call sign. It was it was fine. I still don't know what my my criteria is. So you made it, Charlie. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks for what y'all do and bring back the ham radio minute. Maybe use the Korean transit jingle as an intro for it. Oh. 73 from your longtime friend of the show, Charlie, KI5KBN, Alaska. Bring back the ham radio minute, it's, but it's never people, a minute. But people have also talked about like bringing back like what have we been using this week? Like that was a thing. That was a hot. That was a hot moment in time. Well, thank I, you, Charlie, for your email, you, your fun anecdotes, and hopefully we answered your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could. There's lots there's of things we can. So do. many ways we, we can just go. Gotta, and we appreciate. We your gotta feedback. figure it out where we're at right now there's, before we start adding things back. There's in. a lot of like we gotta do this for a while to get our you know get our, our bearings, bearings, yeah, and then we'll start to change and and yeah. make the appropriate changes. Mm-hmm. And your feedback actually does help, so thank you for that. 
The next email is titled Email via Ham Radio, and this is from Mateo. Greetings. I'm a new ham. Oh. Okay. Do yeah. we know what he is? Uh, thanks to your YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll just give it to you. Yeah. There's one. Congratulations, We assume Mateo. a technician, so let's go yeah. for more if we can. So I live in Washington State, and I have a nephew down in California that's interested in the concept of ham radio. However, he is severely disabled and has a speech impediment that makes it hard for him to talk on the net. Is there a way that if he gets his ham radio technician license, he could possibly use a ham radio to send emails or text? Hope you can help. Thanks, Mateo, KJ7SDM. Oh, Mateo. Yeah. So the answer is yes, of course. But this goes back to where do you live? He's in California. That helps. Um, so with the technician license, you, you don't have to speak. Uh, you can use digital modes. You can use packet radio uh, to connect to a WinLink node. Or you can use Vara FM connected to a computer. Now, he, he might be able to. I don't know if he can or cannot. Set, a, set up a computer to be able to do those modes of operation. Uh, but yes, he, he will be able to do that. It will be leveraging the internet somewhat, but he will be connecting to a station that will be transmitting RF to him and, and sending his emails over RF. That's, yeah, that's that that's pretty much the answer, I think. I, I think that's, um, he, he could consider Morse code. Yeah, yeah. Because as a um, as a technician, actually, the world of HF is actually a lot easier for technicians if they know Morse code. Okay. So I don't know. He said, um, vocally challenged, right? Right. Not not cognitively necessarily necessarily. I'm not so, sure. So maybe he could do Morse code. In fact, that's a wonderful way to communicate with people uh, in some cases with, with Morse code. So he could do that. And then, um, yeah, that, that, would, that would work fine, I think. Yeah. All right. I hope that helps. Good, good question. Challenging yeah. question. I, I would um, recommend. Handy hams. Handy hams. Yeah, please. Uh, I have been a supporter of this group for a while. It was, uh, oh, God, Challenge Kenny? Um, handy cams. Well, I mean, you can Google handy cams, and it'll the group will come up. And they're yeah. they're really fantastic about helping. Courage, Kenny. Courage, Kenny. Handy ham program. Uh, please look up handyham.org and that is hotel. Ooh. Wait, what happened? Hotel Alpha, Nevada Delta. Well, okay, so I don't know what's going on right now. Their website might be down right now. Uh, But basically what you want to Google for is Hotel Alpha November Delta India Hotel Alpha Mary Sierra Handy Hams. It's handy with an I, not a Y at the end. Yeah. All right. Well, hope uh, hope that helps, Mateo. Mm -hmm. And thank you for emailing in. Yeah, thank you. The next email is titled Hamfests, and this is from Matt. Hi, Josh and Leia. I have to agree with what Josh said in this episode of the podcast about HamFest. I'm the chairman for my club's HamFest in Mesa, Arizona this year, and it has not been easy. 
Our grand prizes this year are a 991A ID52 FTM400. And this year we received a sponsorship and added a fourth grand prize of a DMR mobile radio. But overall, the sponsorships don't come close to what we received in years past. As for our ticket sales, our grand prizes, we start selling tickets at least six months ahead of time, including online sales, and we are down by half. Yeah. For our volunteers, it's always hard to get volunteers to register ahead of time so we can plan things out. This year, I'm trying something new, and I'm running a raffle for our volunteers who sign up early and show up for their chosen assignment. Oh, I have a good idea. A Rig Expert Stick 230. Nice. It's too early to know if it will help, but I did this out of desperation. This is frustrating since we have a club of... 215 quote-unquote active members. Isn't that big for a ham club? That's very big. Wow. Yeah. One of our older members told me that he is retired and doesn't want to work anymore, so he doesn't like to do much to help out the club. While I understand to a degree, the club doesn't run without people making it run in a hobby full of retirees. That is so strange to me because most people who retire end up getting very involved in volunteering with whatever right, their passions are. They, so. Yeah, their, their passions become primary. Our ham fest usually has around 700 to 800 attendees, and I will be curious to see how many show up this year. It seems the economy might be making an impact, and I have been wondering for a while now how long we will continue to have our fests. Mm -hmm. I have floated the idea of merging with other clubs for a larger multi-day event instead, and it looks like pride will extinguish ours in the end. I hate the pride aspect of clubs. I hate it. I hate it. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's like the clubs can't afford to be like, oh, there's like six hams in the city, and uh, we're just going to have two clubs with three hams each. You you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I... You know, it's uh, you got to pool your resources. You're we're literally otherwise. We're literally battling human nature at a certain point. But it's not really like this in all hobbies. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you, for instance, had a quilt club in this city. You wouldn't suddenly have two quilt clubs because somebody made a quilt you didn't like or somebody's using some a different method of quilt making. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, they're like using a die cutter instead of a rotary cutter and scissors. Well, you say that. Unacceptable. You say that. But I saw the images from the West Covina quilters fight of <laughs> 1994 where someone caught a hot knitting needle in the carotid artery and died. Why would you need died. a knitting needle for a quilt? It was a weapon. Wow. They brought they they knew it was gonna be a, a brawl. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, was there. Gladys caught a caught a freaking knitting needle right in the <laughs> Uh Matt says, uh it was a great topic this week and I am not a fan of the new format, but it is much better than the alternative. Well, thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Matt. That is a very diplomatic way yeah. of you must be a good ham radio pres- uh, ham radio club president. Yes. Leia, someone threw a jar of mayonnaise at me, and I was like, what the hell, man? I was going to say, somebody threw a whole jar at you? Are you all right? 73, Matt. K7 Is Matt y. okay? What the hell, man? I like it. Thank you, It's the fun. 
just thinking about looking up on YouTube about shooting mayonnaise jars right now. <laughs> I'm curious, like a jar of mayonnaise, like a glass jar, right? Yeah. Doesn't seem like it's going to be fun to shoot. Okay. But those plastic jars, yes. I think the hydrostatic shock of, of a bullet going through it uh -huh. will create much more of an interesting show. I just oh. hope that someone has thought of doing this on YouTube because I'm going to watch this as I'm editing the podcast. If it well, exists. at work, there is a property <coughs> manager that mm -hmm. we employ who... He just makes shoots of things on his free time. Well, I guess employee that we contract. Yeah. And he bought... A piece of property out in uh, near 29 Palms. Okay. That he is turning into an off-grid western city. <laughs> like the buildings he's building look like a well. I'll have to show you. So you, you, you contract a weirdo is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's... Totally normal. But uh, huge mustache. No, normally, actually, real clean-cut guy lives in Irvine, mm -hmm. <laughs> building an off-grid city with his own hands. It says that we have to call him Wild Bill. <laughs> That's his legal name. But he said, anytime we want to go out there and just, like, shoot things. <laughs> anytime you want to make shoots up. <laughs> he said it's a real blast. He's got to... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he just brings some jars of mayo. I mean... I, I actually want to see this. I, I, I think that <laughs> a plastic... It is a, it's a oh, good size. Oh, I thought size. you meant the Western town. <laughs> no. I, I want to see a, a plastic... I want to see a plastic container of mayo, like a proper full-size plastic, not glass. I think glass is not the right answer. I think the plastic container is <laughs> going to be a good one for mayo explosion. Cleanup's going to be a nightmare. That's why. Or you he, just don't. You do it in the desert. You do it in the wild west town. That's, it's like that's, yeah. that's mayo gulch. <laughs> just keep shooting mayo over there. He's gonna be like, I invite you out here. You cover everything in mayo. <laughs> this is the desert. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who exactly brings twenty four <laughs> jars of Hellman's? You can't even get Hellman's in California. It's all best foods. How do you get a plastic Hellman's bottle? Like, well, we got good. We got good pants. We got good. They've <laughs> been setting us mayo for a long time. What are you even talking about? I, I think we're having a human discussion here. We're both human beings. Like everything you said was all English. I got all the words, but none of it. Don't go together. Just none of it makes any sense. Wait until I break out the white barbecue sauce. <laughs> the white barbecue sauce was good. It, oh yeah, I would not. I would all. not shoot that. I we would used not it all. That. Yeah, no, yeah. That that is, that is that's another fight. And the, the people get really mad about white barbecue sauce. That was a thing. I was confused at first, but I had it yeah, on chicken. On board. It's it's yeah. it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Yeah. I can't I can't say enough about it. I'm a big fan. And you wouldn't shoot it. <laughs> wouldn't, shoot, wouldn't make shoots of. I, I really like Hellman's too, but if I'm sitting on 24. I like, I like the Duke's mayo though. Oh, no, no I'm sorry. Um, yes, I like Duke's more than Hellman's. Hellman's is just best foods. Duke's way better mayo. Duke's is fantastic. Way better mayo. Yeah. I think we can Th all agree. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> we, for we have, being our purveyor of mayo. <laughs> we have, uh, um, let, me, let me go back a step. 
as far as mayo consumption goes in this house, I am the the consumer of mayo. It is staggering how much mayo you eat, though. I don't, though. I am, like, We're... slowly moving through a jar. We got through one jar. We're the first our... jar. We're through halfway of the second jar. There's that is that's a that's a long time. That's months and months to, to get us to this point. I know, but I didn't even make any dips with it, you know. Okay, well, I mean, I also didn't that's... make any dressing with it. I mean, this is just you. <laughs> and where did the cream cheese go? Oh yeah, I <laughs> I was eating that with Ritz. That was like struggle meal, like construction struggle meal. Uh, I can't hate though. I really like sour cream. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like you and I are are pretty close in the sense that you like sour cream, which is probably the I should get on board with the sour cream vote. <laughs> but uh, cream cheese just is like got all the things I like. Just, well, you got to hit your quota, right? Yeah, you got. Yeah. That's right. I do. I do. I got to hit my white people quota on sour cream. <laughs> No, in in cream cheese. In cream cheese, that's right. That's, yeah, you don't you don't have a quota. No, for sour no, cream. no. Could you imagine? <laughs> I have a hard enough time. I'd be making spinach dip all the time. All the time. Well, we nonstop. What's for spinach dip? Spinach dip. Daddy's behind. <laughs> Daddy had to. Daddy had to make a sourdough starter yeah. to start making bread bowls. Yeah. You guys, you guys have some quotas to meet too. <laughs> You're half white. <laughs> After this is on you. Help, Together you make a daddy. whole person. Help daddy. Help daddy eat all this cream. And then as a last resort, obviously, cheesecake. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I made a cheesecake in my life. Oh, really? I make yeah. a really good cheesecake. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I made one for your sister before. Mm-hmm. But that was like the Instant Pot cheesecake. But like I make an oven baked cheesecake that is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's very light and fluffy. No, I mean, I, I've done the whole spring form pan, cheesecake, water bath, the whole nine yards. Yeah. 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 We're, it's it's tough getting it not to crack in the middle. That's the, the true tell if it's a good cheesecake or not is the crack. If it, there's no crack, then you're good. Well, that just has to do with what you do with your oven door. You didn't know that. <laughs> no, no, I do. It just, it, it, I don't, I don't agree. Okay. All right, then. I make a very light, a very light and airy. You know, that, uh, that, cake. that for me, uh, screams not too sweet territory. <laughs> and like, um, I don't want anybody to tell me my cheesecake is light and airy. I'd be like, you get out of here with your, your, uh, jiggly cheesecake instagram video thing that you've you made. would not believe the number... light and airy is not a thing i want a cheesecake i want dense and thick i brought a cheesecake to a yeah. party once and you would not believe the number of guys who came up to talk to me about my cheesecake recipe it was amazing what is this when was yeah this? it was like a long time ago like before we met oh like okay years before we met yeah they just wanted to talk to you <laughs> No, they really were impressed with the cheesecake. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a hit of the party, mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The final email is titled, Help Me Ham for the Next Six Months. Oh, okay. And this is from 
our uh, so many things are. I'm just going to call him our Drew. Uh, this is, he says, hello, Leah and Josh, whether this email makes it to the pod, makes the podcast cut or not. I'm eager to hear both of your thoughts. As I mentioned previously, my fourth orthopedic doctor has determined my arm will require surgery. Oh, no. His initial recovery time estimate was three to six months. His latest is most likely the full six months. Oh, Drew, I'm sorry. But I know, for, but I'll know for sure next Tuesday when I wake up and look at what kind of incision is on my arm slash wrist. Oh, true. Okay. I hope it's a, it's a painless and speedy and full recovery. And There's going to be pain. I just hope you, you yeah. stay comfortable. Yeah. In anticipation of only having full use of one arm, I've been trying to ensure that I can, quote unquote, play radio as much as possible. Okay. But owing to the time of year, perhaps use it for more serious things, too. To that end, I have contrived a way to hang my set of 40 watt solar panels in the window in the shack and wire them to my epic power gate and the 30 amp power supply that I usually keep in my go box, along with the 15 amp hour LifePo battery, so that in the event of a power loss, I can potentially use the 991A for entertainment and for emergency purposes. Mm-hmm. That's enough rearranging and shuffling to require two hands. It's also the sort of thing that I've been trying to anticipate needing to do. Does anything else spring to either of your minds regarding regular tasks that may need doing or things that might simply be done ahead of time to make things easier when I have limited use of one arm. I mean, Mm. besides studying for my extra. Oh yeah. With six months of quote unquote, nothing to do that's happening, but what else? Um, good, good question. Odd question though. I, I, I you set up your antenna. It says uh, solar panels, mm-hmm. epic power gate, yeah, 30 amp hour power supply, okay. 15 Check. amp hour LiFO battery, Check. 991A, mm-hmm. antenna. Yeah, okay. So let, let's assume the antenna is in place and it's all good. Okay. Let, let's assume that. I, I, I would start to look at the ergonomics of everything. Right, because if you're using one hand to do all the things, mm-hmm. work the mic, work the VFO, uh, all of that. Would you suggest a headset? With a mic? Yeah, 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 probably. And um, get your feet involved. Uh, there's many pedals that exist that you can just put your foot down on, and that keys the mic. Mm. And it frees the hand. The hand can be then typing on the keyboard right. to do the logging, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that That's probably a good way to go. I mean, I, ideally, if, if you have your ham radio shack squared away, it, it doesn't matter that much that you're one hand down. It's just going to slow you on the typing of, uh, you know, doing the logging and all that. That That's the, the bigger thing that you'll have to deal with. Wes, I, I mean, I, I just have to tell you, like, you know, take take your time and really do recuperate. G- give yourself the best chance of of healing and. Um, and have a ham friend lined up. Yeah. And 
you're you're probably you're probably squared away. I think um, initially there. I do like the preparedness, though. Really, yeah, thinking I ahead. I do. Yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the the having the batteries all charged up. I think that's like a really cool, you know, yeah. good feeling mm-hmm. when you when you got the system in line that keeps everything topped off and you're good to go. I love that. Uh, the antenna thing, you know, he didn't mention it. Worries me a little bit, but let's assume. Yeah. Again, that's still. What good. about his transition to extra? Because he's definitely getting his extra during the yeah. six months. Oh yeah, for sure. And then, kill it. is there anything he would need to change about his setup? No, probably once, not. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the antenna. I don't know how wide banded the antenna is, but let's assume that it's a, you know reasonably wide band an antenna that will let him get into the extra portions of mm-hmm. whatever he's doing sure. with it. Uh, no, um, just, you know, make sure people, you know, when they make a contact until your, uh, con until your call signs updated to say slant AE amateur extra. What about, um, is there anything like just straight up voice activated? He can do like voice to text. I don't like, Vox. Vox is voice activated. Okay. Transmit. I don't like Vox. Okay. But that's also because I got a lot of screaming kids and dogs. and Sure. And you. You're loud. I better be. <laughs> yeah. They're so, always screaming and barking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't I don't like Vox, but if that works for you, that that's that's an okay option too. All right. Bluetooth is good. You might um depending on the radio that he's got. The ICOM Bluetooth module is really nice. You just tap the little button. 991A. Oh, not, oh, I'm sorry. You got a Yesu. Oh, I'm sorry. What? No, I'm you like kidding. Yesu? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, so with the Yesu, you need to have both the VHF and the UHF antennas. Uh, sorry, you need the HF and the VHF and UHF antennas up. Uh, double check all that that all those things all those things i would make sure you're you're good to go and then you're, you're going to be straight if you if you're depending on that all right well drew yeah. signs off thanks for what you do i need i know each episode that drops while i'm in recovery will help lift my spirits all oh, true thank a, you and deal with being cooped up rehab and frustration 73 drew ko4 twq through speedy recovery yeah it's uh not easy going through painful surgery that incapacitates uh an entire arm an entire arm yeah i don't know what i would do without an entire arm you would use your other arm and help mm-hmm. yeah well everybody i think that's the end of the podcast leah do you have anything you want to mention I do not. Okay. I'll remind everybody, take the link in the description to the Google Forms to get on the giveaway. Special guest guest prizes. Guest prizes doesn't work. Special prizes to be announced, but already a huge lineup. And for everybody that's going to uh, Thomas Mountain, I will see you there. Very excited. Very, very excited to, uh, to get out on a summit and do another soda activation. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. You're supposed to say 73. 73.
good night, everybody.